0: Welcome to the Arms Race, the podcast where we're trying to determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history, currently by watching every Sylvester Stallone movie.
1: I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keene, and today we're discussing The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. Leap. Important distinction. Released by Warner Brothers on August 5th, 2021, starring Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, David Malchian I think that's how you say it. Wow, that's impressive. And Daniela Melchior with Sylvester Stallone and Viola Davis. Written and directed by James Gunn. Yeah, that guy's been in a ton of stuff, so that's the only reason why I think that's how it's said, (laughs) because I've seen him. You know, he's in Dune, and he's been in a lot of stuff recently. You know, he's he's an up-and-comer. I feel like that's how I've heard it said, but who knows? You're better than me. I would have had no shot. Other people could be saying it wrong also, so hopefully he knows how to say it. (laughs) I would assume. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, Suicide Squad, here we are. Not that long after its release, actually. Yeah, it's one of the more recent movies, (laughs) I think, uh, that we've covered. We probably are farther away from the release date now than we were when we covered Escape Plan Two. Escape probably. Plan Two, I think, is older, but we covered it. Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah, so, it's time. It came but, out. but yeah, I think actually like, the the release date is probably the most recent one we've covered. Yeah, I think yeah, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, it's DC Universe. Actually, we're recording this pretty shortly after James Gunn was named King of DC stu- movies or whatever. So it's funny. Yeah, that. it's actually kind of. Uh, um, you know, we were debating whether or not to acknowledge it, but you know, it's been a while since the last episode. So, but I'm actually kind of glad that that, that happened because now we've got this news that is kind of relevant to this movie we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and I think you probably know more and maybe have followed more in terms of him taking over the universe.
1: I um, don't know that much. I mean, I know. I, I know that it happened, and I'm familiar with his films enough to know he's probably going to shake things up. But
0: you know, other than that, who knows? Yeah, and I, I've seen some of the up, You know, kind of already has happened the the little bit that I did read about it. And it's interesting that that was Warner brothers choice. They made that choice. Cause you know, in terms of, you know, get to it, the box office here, although it's a little bit skewed cause it was a, a COVID release. So it's, it's tough yeah, oh yeah. To, to really judge the success of the box office and maybe the streaming, you know, factored in, which I don't, I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's interesting that they made that change in, in particular, since so many, including, uh, Discovery Warner Brothers, the streaming services are doing everything they can to jettison and dump as much in oh. terms of costs as they can. So it's it's surprising that the change was made.
1: Yeah, that was a strange thing, but I think that happened after Suicide Squad came. All, all like the Batgirl and whatever else, a bunch of movies just never came out. Um, but no, but this this was Warner Brothers, Like they made the decision to release all their movies day and date during the pandemic anyway. Um, speaking of Dune, that was also one of them because I watched that the day it came out on War on uh, HBO. So yeah, I mean, obviously, like the 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 box office. Although it was number one for the weekend because this movie yep. was noteworthy in the sense that it gave Stallone another number one movie in a new decade. So he's uh, had a, he's had a number one hit in six consecutive decades. Yeah, that's I mean, that is interesting trivia. Yeah, so I mean, at least it got him that. Yeah, I saw an interview with him recently. It was like someone's like, Oh, you had a hit for five straight decades. He's like,
0: Six, the shark counts <laughs> I was gonna say, based on the per lines, I'm not sure it should count. It
1: Oh no, I have every line. <laughs> of I forget you do. it was like eighteen or something. You know, it's more than you think, but still
0: it's like it's not very many. He's
1: not the center of the movie, but no. still he's in he's in
0: it and he's in the number one yeah. hit. So. And actually he's a he's one of the best parts of it in in my view. Yeah, he's
1: a highlight. I you know, uh, James Gunn, who you know, we covered Guardians of the Galaxy Two, and I, I like Stallone in that although I I don't know if it, it stands out less as far as yeah. like you know a part you remember but uh yeah I really liked him in that and for uh, James Gunn has a soft spot for Stallone he seems to like Stallone he wants to put him in things and now James Gunn is, the, Gunn is the head of DC granted he's already locked in as King Shark but you know <laughs> he, he hasn't appeared
0: on screen you've but. already ruined it you mean King Shark survives this movie <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, I guess it is a new age movie. Indestructible. That's for uh, yes, sure. he, yes,
0: he did. I mean,
1: the only thing that hurts him were weird, multicolored fish. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, that that'll tell you how uh, strong those jaws are on that those fish, those weird alien fish. Yes. I want to talk about that. I don't know. You know, there's a lot to talk about in this movie. There's a lot going on, for sure.
0: Well, I look forward to it.
1: Yeah. But does that mean you're ready? Uh, yeah, we can get started. All right. Bear with me one second. So I have to acknowledge this. So we're in a different space than we were before. This is the first time recording in a new space. This uh, This is my office in my new home. And the recording setup is still a work in progress so I have to turn away from the microphone in order to use this mouse to do this. What day is it? What year?
0: All right, Kyle Reese. It is August 6th, 2021, or August 5th, because I do think you're right that it probably, uh, there was a Thursday Thursday showings, but I always pull whatever the Friday was.
1: This is always like the disagreement between Wikipedia and IMDb, right? Because didn't you go, you always go through so, IMDb?
0: Yeah, and I think the reason is IMDb probably does the weekend, you know, because sometimes they'll do early showings all the way if it's a, you know, like a Monday holiday, sometimes they'll have stuff, you know, screenings on the Monday or certainly the Thanksgiving week. Many times there's Wednesday showings, right? So whatever. It, yeah. The difference between a day. Oh, I what's mean, that amongst friends?
1: I mean, this is a longstanding thing of our dates frequently disagree because <laughs> I, I prefer Wikipedia and you prefer IMDb. <laughs>
0: it is what it is. I mean, if, uh, so I, pres- I prefer the, Corporate overlord of Amazon, and you prefer the uh, crowd crowdsource. That's that's what you're saying.
1: Yes, the internet beggar that is <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Every true. time you log in,
0: please, we really could use some <laughs> please.
1: cash. Please, for the love of God.
0: All right, so a hundred and eighty-five million dollar budget, and that was that was separate from marketing. So I actually think they spent like another hundred million marketing this thing. So it was it was a big investment on the Suicide Squad, and unfortunately, in 2021 we were still in a number of variants uh, that were wake- making their way through actually sh- not too long after i want to say december is when it finally caught up with me of 2021 yes it caught uh, up with me in september 2022
1: so it okay. took me a little longer
0: it took you a little longer but well we all got there unfortunately yes, unfortunately so 185 million dollar budget uh, the total box office as already kind of alluded to it's it's definitely skewed and a little bit unfair having a simultaneous release on anybody who subscribed to hbo max yeah but uh, total box office uh, was $168.7 uh, About 55.8 of that, or call it 33%, was domestic. And one hundred and twelve point nine. Uh, the rest was international. I feel like that's really good
1: for summer of 2021.
0: Granted, it wasn't 2020. I mean, yeah. 2020 was just well, nothing. Well, nothing was being released. Right. I mean, I was literally going to any movie that was in theaters because I thought it might be the last movie I'd ever get to see in theaters. Right. I still enjoy that.
1: Yeah, so I mean there wasn't it was, much in yeah. 2020.
0: But you know, obviously it wasn't that. But 2021
1: things were still in bad shape. So it that's tough. that's a that's a pretty big, yeah. you know, uh, box office
0: for 2021. All right. And in terms of the opening weekend, you are right. It did open as the number one new smash hit uh, with just over 35 million uh in gross. Uh, number two that week, actually, is a movie that I really enjoyed, maybe more than I should. Uh, I think it was in its second week. Jungle Cruise, starring the uh, the Rock, was actually number two. It was a fun, like family, you know, kind of Jumanji esque, you know, adventure movie. It was a lot of fun. I uh, enjoyed
1: we, it. I, I, we've been meaning to watch that because um, you know this, but to, to fill in uh, people, my girlfriend and I and a bunch of in my family, my extended family, we all went to Hawaii. Uh, a while back and we rode on a train it was like a train tour through like an old plantation and they're like this train was also featured in the film Jungle Cruise and we're like well, we gotta watch Jungle Cruise now and we still haven't watched it it's been over a year since we got back and still haven't watched it we gotta we got watch Jungle Cruise
0: yeah it's a lot of fun it's a you know Sometimes it's hit and miss with the rock. Um, I think that's a that's a hit for me. I think that's the thing that's making me hesitant is because a bad the rock movie I, that's, oh, I have a real hard time when it's bad, I have a real hard time with him. I take it you know with a grain of salt, but I, I thought it was fun. It was yeah. a, you know a good adventure movie that was you know some I, action but not a ton and some I, really bad corny jokes that I loved that that was like one of his his hook in that was he told some really bad like corny jokes. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. I had heard good things about it, and it's on Disney Plus. We have Disney Plus, yeah. so it's like you already no, paid for yeah, it. Yeah, I already paid for it. The follow. sunk cost is there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number three, M Night Shyamalan, old, which I just recently watched on HBO. It was better than I expected. I'm not a huge M Night Shyamalan fan. I liked it okay. I feel like I have not seen old, and I didn't really have a lot of interest. But I feel
1: like he's been humbled lately, where like since I don't know what movie it would have been, because then he did that that um glass movie like, yes and the one before it which was like tied into that universe i feel like that was the movie split and then split glass. yes thank you uh, i feel like split was the movie where he was just like all right i understand i've been very self-indulgent and all my movies have a dumb twist and i'm you know he, he felt a little humbled in that movie because that i'd seen i haven't seen is it called glass i think so yeah. okay yeah I haven't seen that, and I've not seen old, but I'd, I'd be I'd be willing to. I, there was
0: a point where I was just like, I will never watch another one of that guy's movies again. Well, he's got one coming out actually here in a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, with Dave Bautista.
1: Oh yeah, I saw a, uh, I saw a commercial for it. Yeah yeah yeah, it doesn't look good.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I still may see it, um, but it may be, oh, wait until it's on HBO Max and I've already paid for it. Any kind of redemption
1: after the happening is like remarkable. The fact that any filmmaker can come back from the happening, the fact that he can still make movies after that, you know. I've not seen it. Is it that bad? Forget director jail. He should have been sent to literal jail. Jeez. It's bad. Mark Wahlberg uncovering a plot by the trees to attack humanity or something like oh good trees Lord. are coming are becoming sentient or so, something like that i forget i don't remember any that details sounds anymore. as
0: crazy as a trailer i just saw yesterday in theaters of they decided to to mash up i'd say kind of like the martian a little bit starring Ad, it's with adam driver he you know he's he's basically a pilot taking people you know like the hal 9000 a bunch of people in suspended animation they crash on a planet okay okay and what's out in the darkness chasing him dinosaurs because somehow <laughs> in, <laughs> in this futuristic space movie they've gone back in time 65 million years it's
1: planet of the apes except dinosaurs right yes yeah. planet of the apes with jurassic park I mean, what would be the twist there? Because I mean, I, th-
0: I don't know the twist. I'm just saying that that seemed bonkers <laughs> to me. That all of a sudden now, oh man, I'm, there's not any more Jurassic Park movies coming out. Where can we put a dinosaur? We ran that into the ground.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just imagining because I know how much you love. In the Mark Wahlberg, speaking of Mark Wahlberg, in his Planet of the Apes, the ending spoilers, but ape Lincoln at the end. <laughs> of course, I do. I'm ape. just, I'm just imagining like a, <laughs> yeah, like a T-Rex ape Lincoln or something. <laughs> You go back in time, Adam Driver comes up to, you know, I finally made it back to the present day. Oh no! <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is a star in sort of like
0: race. some short arms trying to like reach his stovepipe hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All uh, right, sorry. Let me get through the rest of the top 10. I'm going to have to look up that movie. Okay. Now, now you got me curious. <laughs> that weekend. You, are you talking the Adam Driver movie? Yeah, the Adam Driver. Oh, wait, uh, well, you have to look up the trailer because I mean, it's not in theaters yet. It literally was a trailer. You know, no, like, I want to see the trailer. Okay. That's what I mean. <laughs> i was so thoroughly confused all right so the number four movie uh black widow which i actually have not seen it's on disney and never had an i don't know i just no i yeah. guess i'm marveled out
1: no i'm ironically marveled. enough since we're covering a dc movie right i'm now, also marveled out we were just talking uh the other day um uh courtney and i about like because we both like marvel movies and it's like what what haven't we seen we i didn't even come up we forgot it existed <laughs> We're like what movies do we
0: still need to see? And like, you know, just I mean, it. that one's tough though, because it did come out, you know, in 2021 pandemic. It's kind of easy, you know, to forget if Yeah, but it's a it's a character that I think, you know,
1: I like and most people like, and you'd think it would and she finally gets her own movie. And after years of people being like, when is Black Widow gonna get her own movie? And then like nobody cared. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hear good things about it, but
0: I didn't hear good, I didn't hear bad either, so not sure. Uh now we're getting into some of these that I don't know. Uh number five was Stillwater. Oh, that's good. I saw that. That's Matt
1: Damon. Okay, he um, it's a re- it's really good. I definitely recommend it. It's it's he's like a, what do you call those guys? He's, he he's like he's like a kind of a working class guy, and his daughter is overseas in Europe, and she gets in some trouble, and he goes over and tries to help. I, I don't remember any of the details anymore. Okay, but it's very good. All right, I'll um, put
0: that on the on the on the watch list. I think that's the movie I'm
1: <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> I mean, the details. Are, I think that's <laughs> well, if I mean, that's definitely I can a,
0: now see me like pulling it up. I'm watching it. It is so, completely... So not even remotely what he described. Close.
1: close. No. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? If Matt Damon's in it, then that's the movie. I just don't... I, the, the movie that I described exists. I can assure you of it would that. would be
0: funny if you confused it with The Martian, and I just start watching... Wait a minute. He's talking about Eastern Europe. This is some guy on Mars. What is he talking no, look, about?
1: Look, it's been a running joke about my memory in this podcast, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's... <laughs> it's getting even worse as time goes on. I think that's the movie.
0: All right, number 6, The Green Knight. Sorry, I know nothing about. It. Oh, I, you're you're I, nodding
1: that you know this. That one. was one I need I want to see. I just haven't seen it. Okay. Um it's the director the the director also did um, a movie movie called A Ghost Story.
0: No, I don't know that one. Which either. is
1: this weird surreal. I love it, but I would never recommend it to anybody. It's one of those movies where it's like this is weird and I like it, but it's too weird for anybody for me to recommend to anybody <laughs> okay. else. Um. Yeah, it, it's about Ben Affleck, uh, or, or not Ben Affleck, uh, um, Casey Affleck. Okay. Um, and he's a ghost, All and right. he literally wears a sheet over his head. But it's serious. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. I get. It, but you I'll, realize
0: those that string of words together, and then you and right. it's serious. I can't take
1: it seriously. I, it, I, I am. I find it deeply moving. This movie about uh, Casey Affleck wearing a sheet over his head. <laughs> and it's not even a joke. But I, I will say, because that same director directed Green Knight, and I was like, I gotta watch that. And I never watched it.
0: All right. So rounding out then the top 10, I, I, I should note here, because most of the time I'll say kind of like the grosses, there's a huge drop off. So you went from 35 million in the opening, right, of Suicide Squad, or the Suicide Squad, sorry. Jungle Cruise in its you know second weekend, uh, still impressive, 23.5 million. Mm. Old was 6.1. Everything else here is five or less, basically, million dollars of box office. So there's not a lot of people going to theaters. Right. Uh, so now we get into the intellectual property that we really don't need anything from. Number 7, Space Jam a new legacy. Oh god. Not needed. I, I tried watching that. Was it was really I, bad. I could not get through
1: it. <laughs> it was an assault on the senses. <laughs> In a way that I found so unpleasant. It's uh, not an exaggeration. How many assaults on the senses are good? <laughs> well, very few. I don't know. Well, like I, I just had someone recommending um, over Christmas um, uh, with the Spielberg movie, uh, the, the Fablemans? No, 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 no. The, the few, a few back. The, uh, the it has like the Shining sequence. It's a bunch of like IP mixed together, right? God. Uh, what, uh Ready uh, Player uh, One. Ready Player One. Okay, yes, thank you. <laughs> let's play the you know this this, this this is a game we're gonna have to play more and more often the older I get anyway yeah ready player one I tried watching that and it was such an assault in a sense that was like I can't deal with this but then I had I had someone recommend it's like oh you gotta see it. it's so good um but no space jam no I can't imagine anyone recommending space. recommending space jam like it was, it was maybe the most unpleasant movie I've ever watched Wow. <laughs> And I watched like maybe ten minutes. I went like, I can't handle this. Like it okay. was, it was so bad. All
0: right. Well, do you think number eight Snake Eyes was any better? Oh, I you know is that the G.I. Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd I'd watch that. I'm sure it's terrible. Okay. Number nine Escape Room Tournament of Champions. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming that that is you know some like. I think escape room the at least the first maybe this is the first one. No, I think it's a series. I think it's like the third one or something. Okay, yeah, it's P- one of these like low key has been going on forever. Yeah, like and, the purge and you know right. those. There's like a zillion of them, and it's some. It has a slasher element, but they, not exactly.
1: Exactly, they make yeah. it for two million dollars, and it makes eight and yeah. has a tiny following, but they're making a fortune, You know, yeah, because the return yeah. on investment is <laughs> exactly. massive, so they keep yeah. making
0: them. Uh, and then I have not seen this one mostly because it was panned by one Kevin Keene, F nine the Fast Saga. What? Rounded out the top ten. No, 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 no.
1: Yes, you told me it wasn't good. I I definitely did not tell you it wasn't good. You must be thinking of somebody else. The eighth one's not good. You're probably either thinking of, I I said you could skip F8. I think I saw... Sorry, the Fate of the
0: Furious. I think I saw the Fate of the
1: Furious with you in theaters. Uh, Neither of these things sounds true, but again, I would... I'd I'd trust your memory over literally... Yeah,
0: I'm 99% (laughs) sure I went with you to... Faith of it's the, the fate Furious. Of, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. No, I, I liked the ninth Okay. One. All right. Well, then maybe I need to give it a shot. I thought it was panned by you. It's, it's just pushing it. Well, I think, I think
1: really what it comes down to is the. Well, I, I could talk for ten minutes about the Fast and the Furious franchise. So I, I'll, I'll, I won't get too deep into it. Is, is that what we're
0: gonna have to cover when we're done with this? The Fast and the Furious.
1: Uh, I would be willing to do that, but I mean, uh, you know, let's not make any promises. <laughs> you know, that's like that's almost as much of a commitment as watching every Stallone movie. Like, there's a lot of Stallone movies. There's not quite as many Fast and Furious movies, but you know, we include Hobbs there's and a Shaw. Huge
0: difference there. No, it was a huge difference. We won't include Hobbs and Shaw. That was awful.
1: I I also haven't gotten through it. No. I started, I started oh, watching God, it when got that was bored. Brutal. Yeah, so it, brutal. It, it seemed bad. Um, no, I think the Fast and the Furious movies, the more. Ridiculous, they get they have to like push through to find a new sweet spot, you know what I mean? Like, five was a nice sweet spot, and then six is a little too ridiculous, but then they made seven even more ridiculous and found a new sweet spot, right? It has to like find like some kind of resonance somewhere, I don't know how to describe it, but I think there's still you know, whatever the big finale is gonna be for 10 and 11, um, until it's space. Well, there, they. I won't spoil it, but um, you can check that box already. I Yes. Okay. I knew from the trailers on 9. <laughs> oh, was it in the trailer? I'm pretty know. sure, yes. Uh, they probably had, like, rockets in the trailer, and you could deduce from there,
0: okay. I think rockets were, and I just assumed <laughs> that using somehow... If they're
1: rockets, maybe. they're probably going to go to space. Um, <laughs> if the leprechaun can make it to space, so can... Oh, but let me put it this way. I think 9 has... It's, prob- it's not the best by, by any stretch, but... I think, I can see, no pun intended, with the rockets, but I can see the trajectory where... Bullshit, if no you're, pun intended. <laughs> no, but I can see, it's like you have to push through this kind of awkward phase to get to, I think, where they're shoot, They're literally shooting for the stratosphere for 10 and 11. Or 10 and 11, are they going to have dinosaurs? <laughs> I mean, at this point, they could basically do anything. So, I think you had to kind of, you know... At some point, you have to just leave plausibility behind. I mean, they did that They did that a long time ago. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that was done a long time ago. But, you know, there's like different la- – every time you think, oh, they can't get any more implausible, they keep shedding more layers. And I'm just saying, <laughs> I, th- I think they're in a position where they can get down to the core stupidity that is at the center of the, the franchise. <laughs> Fair That's awful.
0: All right. On the Nielsen ratings front, man, 2021-22, 20, you can just assume it's all football. Okay. And then mostly CBS shows I got. So it is football because I think I don't know what the OT is on Fox. That might be a TV show. Don't know. But that also seems like it could be football related. <laughs> it sounds like a post game show. To it me. really does. So then number five, the only that I can confirm I know is a TV show uh, is NCIS still hanging around. And uh, in number number five in sure. the Nielsen ratings for the year. FBI, which I had to wonder if it was starring Rick Dalton, if he was in that, but I'm going to assume these are new episodes of FBI. Yeah, I feel like we've had this
1: conversation <laughs> at some point. Yeah, it's, it's a new show. It's probably inspired by the old show. Who knows?
0: I'm sure it is. Uh, number 7, Chicago Fire. Number 8, Blue Bloods. I mean, God, this is all so formulaic. This one I like. Number 9 is Football Night in America Part 2. So, stop <laughs> What? Well, part 2? I don't know. And now the stunning conclusion of <laughs> Football Night in America. It's, number 10, The Equalizer. So, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of formulaic uh, stuff from CBS and football is pretty much all network TV is anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in a way, you know what? I prefer that. That reality TV is apparently dead, which is probably a good thing.
1: Well, I know at some point we had talked about like for any. Whenever we're covering a movie post like 2015, should be like try to find the streaming data, but it's like you can't find that. No, they don't but, release it for a reason. well <laughs> that's the thing is like here's the ratings, here's the number one show, but I'll bet that there are tr- oh. streaming only shows that are have more eyeballs on them than any of those shows, right? For, it, for sure,
0: without a doubt.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, it's, I, but it's, who knows? We don't know what they are.
0: Other than probably the live sports, the live sports probably still do outpace whatever you know right. streaming show. But I'm saying like
1: Stranger Things, right? I don't know if there was a probably. new season in 2021. 20, but I don't, I don't watch stranger things, but like, that's a huge show. I'll bet that would be on probably the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I say that, but at the same time, you know, there were, you know, prestige shows on HBO. Well, the, the thing is they don't, they don't, I don't think they measure those. They don't measure the cable. It's only network is the problem.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm
0: sure there's something from HBO in 2021. that probably had more eyeballs on it. Is yeah. My guess. And I
1: guess like network television, everyone has that. Like literally but, everyone has it. Whereas you correct. Know, your, the, the, all the streaming services
0: are splitting up the, you know, the, the viewership and soon, they're gonna have to start consolidating because it's all starting to cost too much and it can't be justified
1: oh that was inevitable I know it was just you know the land grab has it's already occurred and now it's time to now
0: it's time to for the large to eat the small right that's what happens it's inevitable All right, and on that, the S&P 500, which I know you're very, very keen to know, was at 4,363.71.
1: You know, uh, 2021, this would be a period that would actually affect me, so, you know, if we're talking about modern S&P 500, I'm more interested. And
0: I can tell you... Ooh, it doesn't look as good when you roll over into 2022. It was a very
1: rough year for all kinds of assets. That's
0: what I was thinking about when I said, like, I'm much more aware of those things than I used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, August 2nd, we have, I think this was probably required of every month in history for 2021, the COVID vaccination rate. Uh, We were at 70% of adults are reported in the United States have at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. August 5th, President Biden sets a goal for half of new cars sold to be zero emissions by 2030. August 10th, uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announces he will resign effective August 24th after an inquiry found he sexually harassed multiple women. What's funny with all this stuff in 2021, it feels like 10 years ago. And when I really looked at it, I'm like, man, August of 2021 was not actually that long ago.
1: You know, there's, without getting into it, We've been away a little bit, and a lot has happened. <laughs> I, it, you know, what's the exp- I was—I've been thinking about this quote recently. I forget who says it. It might have been like Stalin or something, but not—not not that i not, <laughs> not that, that has anything to do with anything. But. Some historical figure who said, like, you know, there are decades in history that will go by where nothing happens, and then there were weeks that are go by when decades happen. That's, That's life, fair. life is like that sometimes, too. And I feel like that the last couple of years, I mean, not COVID on top of everything else,
0: uh, without a doubt, yeah. Um, so that that is an apropos quote. I don't know if I've heard that one, but it's I think it's someone awful, that? <laughs> but it's also, I, I like it, hey, also. even awful people can have good <laughs> ideas, right? right? Yeah. Uh, August 10th, the Senate votes 69 to 30 to pass the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, a 1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. That was after ooh, many, many more trillions from 2020 up until that point had been spent. That has something to do with why 2022 has been a rough year for the markets and for interest rates. Uh, August 15th, President Biden authorizes 5,000 U.S. troops to be deployed in Afghanistan as the Taliban seize all regional capitals except Kabul. Um, I don't know if you've watched it on HBO, but Escape from Kabul um, on HBO is a... it's it's tough. I mean, it's a tough documentary to watch, but it is a great documentary, and it's... Um, I'll just leave it at. It's, it's tough.
1: I'll have to watch it, yeah. I, I, I've seen it just scrolling by, but I
0: didn't... I, yeah. yeah, I haven't really... So, watched. again, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. It really wasn't that long ago that, um, that the war in Afghanistan ended. And, and unfortunately, the, the evacuation was extremely challenging. With uh, I'll just leave it at that. That's what the documentary is about? Yes. And, yeah. it, you know, it's fair. It has you know evacuees. It has members of the U.S. military that were assigned to the airport. And it has members of the Taliban. So, I mean, it's fair, but it's... Interesting. It's tough. I mean, it, and it's pretty... Pretty disheartening in in a lot of ways. Okay, uh, August eighteenth. Somehow, this Joker is still in the news. R&B singer R. Kelly begins his trial at New York's Eastern District Federal Court, accused of racketeering, sex abuse, and bribery, all of which he denies.
1: God, that's a, his trial does feel like it was ten years ago. Yeah, I agree. I was he was still in the news. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, uh, August thirtieth, the United States withdraws the remaining twenty five hundred troops from Afghanistan, ending its twenty year involvement in the war in Afghanistan. On the Billboard 100, Butter by BTS. <laughs> no clue. Uh, and no clue. The New York Times bestseller. I just was really excited more of this. Just This sounds awesome. I have no idea what the book's about or the author. Black Ice by Brad Thor. It makes, it makes me want to read it. Yeah. I, that's, of course, that
1: is the bestseller because it's, it's called... Black Ice by Brad Thor. Brad
0: Thor is amazing.
1: Courtney's reading a book by someone called like, Denise Slaughter, and it's like a crime, like a, it's like a, it's, <laughs> it's like an ice cream man. I'm cold. <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. Is that her real name? That can't be her real name. <laughs> so yeah, Brad Thor, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> That's exactly what I, she had no idea what I was talking about. I was like the wrestler slash GI Joe. She's like, huh? No, she had no idea anyway so even though it wasn't that long ago that was, was going on in August of 2021 <laughs> okay I mean it simultaneously seems like forever ago and yesterday yes which is well, I guess what happens when COVID's is going on is that the time gets distorted in crazy ways many many ways okay. so
0: uh are
1: you ready you ready for the big picture I'm ready let's Tur- see how this goes I'm, I'm ready to turn away from this microphone and hit a button <laughs> over here oh, find it oh that's the wrong mouse or no it's not the wrong mouse there it is
2: you wanna talk we'll talk I'm a sucker for good conversation.
0: All right.
1: the biggest we have sounds.
0: That's that. Yes, I'm actually very excited about that. The big picture. This is the segment of the show where we discuss the plot of the movie. That's right. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The, I, the sort of sequel to Suicide Squad, but what, not really. What's funny is that I would not know that one way or the other because I have not seen the first one. You didn't miss anything. It's bad. I, it's funny because... I wasn't super interested in That's part of the reason why. Um, but what's funny is I did feel... A little, I I know that it wasn't, I think, exactly a direct sequel, but having, you know, Flag kind of connected and Harley Quinn kind of connected, I wasn't sure if I really missed anything or
1: not. No, you didn't. I mean, it's a totally different, like, mission, and it's just, yeah, there's a couple of characters that overlap. But I do think that the message, this movie sends a pretty clear message to the people who who have seen the first movie of just, like, forget that. Especially because they kill Boomerang, Captain Boomerang who was essentially the main character
0: of the first oh, one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny. I did not know that. In, and you got no indication going, for me, being a person who didn't see the first one, I had no clue. I thought that was just chum, yeah. you know, because they needed, you know, kind of the hook to work of, well, I, I kind of, I'm like, why is Idris Elba nowhere to be seen? <laughs> right. Oh, okay. It's, it's well, a
1: decoy. But they, they put Harley Quinn in there. They, you know, they, they, they uh, got Margot Robbie in there to think make you think, oh, this is the real team. I, guess. I mean, really, she was the breakout star of that first movie. Yeah, uh, and it, okay, it, yeah. It, she wasn't the main character. I, I don't think they realized that 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 she would really pop as much as she did. Um, yeah, it was it was Captain Boomerang. It
0: was Jai Courtney. I did not know and, that he was like the focal point of that movie.
1: Well, and the funny thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I get him mixed up with a couple other very generic actors from from around that time. But he was he was in Terminator Salvation or not uh, a Terminator Genesis, right? I think so. Yeah. He was he was the he was John Connor. It's been so long. Uh, Salvation? No, 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 not, not Salvation. He was in Genesis, and he he really plays Reese, right? I think Reese. Not he plays Reese, not Connor, yeah. because Connor actually was an actor that um, he's the guy. Yeah, the the um, I know him from the Second Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, he played he played Kyle Reese I just want to make sure I'm thinking about the same yep. guy because he's so
0: generic. In Terminator I like Genesis, generic actors. no. But it, the thing is, I saw like it's the WWF from the '90s, and it's just the the chump, the just, chump that they put the star yeah, up the against. Brooklyn
1: Brawler. Yeah. Um, no, he's. I almost would describe Jai Courtney as like if you if you're playing a video game and you're doing like create character. He's just like the blank, the generic guy. But the thing is, in the in Suicide Squad, the the first one, he. I remember thinking he was really good because he's doing an accent and it's a pretty plausible accent. I don't know where he's actually from, but I mean, it's you don't see him doing this. It's you know, it's a pretty extreme accent he's doing, um, Australian. You know, I assume either Australian or New Zealand. And so I, I thought he was pretty good in the first movie, even though the, the movie is terrible. So yeah, I mean, I think I think that's really sending a message of just yeah. You know, if you're expecting a sequel to, to Suicide Squad, forget it. Also, it's interesting because. That first movie was kind of, the story goes, that it was kind of destroyed by the studio, by Warner Brothers, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, oh. and they're like, oh, we want to make it more like that. Like, throw in a bunch of pop songs. Do all, you know, They try to just, and they, I guess, took it away from David Ayer, who wrote and directed the first one, and was just they were just like, we're going to make it more like Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by James Gunn, and then, <laughs> so David Ayer kind of, got, kind of got screwed, and then they're like, okay, well, just let's get, just go hire that guy. <laughs> let's just go get James Gunn, and... He didn't get that same treatment. They let him do whatever he wanted. It's very clear. You watch this movie; it's just like no studio got involved. Nobody was nobody was giving notes in this movie. Why do you think that? Because <laughs> it's it's so atypical. It's so not the thing that you know most studio movies are. Right? It's it's you know I think most like executives would have been like, "This is too violent. You can't have this like slaughter at the beginning. It's it's off putting. These
0: characters are too unlikable. They're all it's they're all villains. That's kind of the point." Yeah, I, I, that I don't think you can do anything about. And Well, actually, I think that they do, because I think many of them become likable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problem is you're taking villains from a comic book universe, and you're assembling them. So yes, there's that that inevitably is going to be, not the slaughtering, but inevitably you're going to have some unlikable characters.
1: And structurally, it's very strange, and just, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like there was anything point where they tried to like re- suit up down yeah. james gunn by the way I, i'm remembering as i'm talking that will smith wasn't that first <laughs> that's the <laughs> movie I and i was like well, i guess he was the main character i like he'd already been erased from culture after it, after the oscars thing it, i like he forgot was about the him. main character and didn't he play Bloodsport? no he played a different character oh, but, okay. a very similar character so yeah i don't know but i think he had a different name he's dead shot Deadshot. Okay. I believe. Neither that, of us are comic book experts, <laughs> clearly. oh, no. I think he played Deadshot. Okay. And yeah, Andrew Selber plays his Bloodsport, no which word. is so weird. It's just, it's the name of a movie. <laughs> like, was the character yes. in the comic book named after Bloodsport, the movie? <laughs> I didn't even think about Van Damage. Yeah. That's all I was thinking about. Like, wow. No, know, it never crossed my his mind. His name is Blood. They should, should have just acknowledged, like, why are you calling it's called Bloodsport? I like the, I like Bloodsport. I like movie. Yeah. It would have fit his character. <sighs>
0: Uh, All right, so as you said, yes, it is not a a direct sequel, or if it is, it's telling you, please forget everything you saw before. I mean, it is in the sense that it's, I
1: think, supposed to be the same continuity, but obviously. It was trying to reset. Yeah, definitely. I mean, tonally, it's resetting for sure. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, it's it's the the group of uh, Suicide Squad gets sent in, and uh, there's a fake out at the beginning where we think... Here's our team. Yeah. You know, we've got, I've got the list of uh, this fake team here. Well, yeah, I'll
0: give you my, I'll give you my two sentence and then, then oh, we yeah. can get into it. Oh, so sorry. I I'll, forgot. We know it's all right. I know. Hey, it's been a long time. All right. So I have a squad parenthetical, in this case, two squads, as you were about to just say, right. Uh, which reminded me, uh, of comic villains are assembled to do the biddings of the U S government in exchange for a reduction of their prison sentences. Corto Maltese parenthetical may or may not have diplomatic relations with Valverde. <laughs> Has had a military coup, and the U.S. government has some secret illegal weapons testing it doesn't want the new government to expose to the world. The weapon itself, the U.S. may or may not care what happens to it. Oh, I don't think there's any may or may not about it. They do not care. At least uh, Amanda Waller, who is there to
1: represent the U.S. government, does not
0: care. Yeah, I I want to discuss that, because I find that interesting.
1: I do, too. I think... Uh, Well, I guess that's another thing that makes me think there wasn't a lot of, like, studio interference, because I don't think, you know, if the studio had had its say, I don't know if they would have wanted it to be so, um, you know, in terms of its depiction of U.S. foreign policy and intelligence apparatus and things that it gets up to. I mean, obviously, the things it's getting up to in this movie are... Very silly comic booky stuff, you know it's obviously like to the extreme, but yeah, I think it's, it's art
0: imitating life,
1: but yeah, I think it's trying to make a point about similar <laughs> less uh, alien related <laughs> things actually happening in and and being you know very cynical about u s uh, foreign policy in a way that very few big popcorn movies are allowed to be. Um, it'll be interesting to see James Gunn running the whole show and how much that makes it in because I mean I think he clearly clearly has a point of view in this movie. Yeah, yeah we well, can get into that
0: later. I don't know. So yeah, that was my my three sentence summary. So yeah, that covers well, it. All right, what else we got? <laughs> I mean, uh, we let's at least touch on
1: the initial team because I think uh, I, I I know the first time I watched this movie I did find that fake out kind of shocking. Interesting. Uh, okay. You didn't. It was just like. I, I mean, it's been a while since I saw it the first the, time. The, so.
0: I mean, the only reason... I, and maybe it's somewhat because I hadn't seen the first one. To know, oh, Harley Quinn was the star of that. And I, I do want to talk about that. That's that's one of my nits or annoyances, I think. Criticisms of this movie. Overall, I really like it a lot. I think I'm a little Harley'd out. And just... Yeah. Culture... You know, I, I remember the creation of that character from the animated series, which I loved. Sure. I've had enough. And so... So, with that, that fake out, I didn't necessarily, I didn't, you know, really know that she was in the first one. If I did, I don't remember. I know they had a spin off movie, Birds of Prey, and I'm like, well, something might have happened there. This might have been. But for me, I'm like, no, look, Idris Elba is the star. He is nowhere to be seen. I Right. Th- it wasn't as strong of a fake out because he wasn't on the team.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, maybe I'd, it probably should have occurred to me, but yeah, uh, I, did, I don't remember if I even noticed. I probably, I must have noticed the first time I watched it. Where's where's Deroselbo? Where's John Cena? Yeah. Um, I knew there was a big shark in the movie. Where's the shark? You know, pro- <laughs> I probably did have those thoughts. It's funny is, I
0: didn't know there was a big shark in the movie, but I'm glad there is a big shark.
1: Um, but yeah, this this team, I I wanna uh, get into the details of all this, this team later, but just they are ridiculous, like Z level DC characters <laughs> for the most part. Um, which I appreciate the fact that this this is the franchise. It's like, yeah, yeah Suicide Squad. You may as well dig into the absolute right. bowels Especially of this.
0: Especially if you're gonna just kill them off right away. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. I think a couple of them are made up, which we'll we'll get into later. Like, made, I mean, obviously they're all made up. <laughs> all names are letters. <laughs> of course, they're all made up. <laughs> But I, th- I think some of them James Gunn made up and are not actually. You know,
0: what is? I know I just heard it. What is all names or letters from? That's from this. Oh, that's <laughs> right. TDK. What does it stand? <laughs> what does that
1: stand for? It's, right. it's, it stands for me. I'm TDK. Your names letters. All, all names are letters. Dickhead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from this. Yeah, and actually, in a way, I kind of actually like this group, and it's it, in you know in a way, I don't think they could carry a whole movie because I think you're right. They are Z level. They're so wacky, most of them. Yes, yeah. and probably it's the same thing of Ari Gold and Entourage. You know, certain things are better in small doses. I actually thought Saul Goodman would have been that and was proven wrong. But for the most part, things that have that their... They were entertaining for the time that they were there, and I kind of liked them. But at the same time, it was fine once they got wiped off the board because there probably wasn't much more to ring... Comedy to ring from them Oh no, yeah, was probably... They got just the right amount. TDK, well the thing is for, for the most from
1: you think about TDK, the, the detachable kid. Yeah. Javelin. They're, they're one joke characters, but then you would look at uh, polka dot man and be like, well, that's a one joke character too. And somehow he managed to, I mean, I think of the real team, he's my least interesting, he, he's the least, favorite character.
0: least interesting. But what I also say is that there was enough there. Yeah. And, uh, I, who's the actor that, that plays Krill? Um, plays uh, which one's Krill? Polkadot Man. I mean, Krillis is is his real name. E- either way, he he gave a good performance, and there was enough there, and they used him not too much. Yeah, David Bessmalchen. Mm- thank you, Polkadot Man. Um, that that was like a good example of yes, that the the gimmick was probably going to be not that amusing, but they used him just enough, and he was like the last member of the team, which was the right usage. But I guess I, I guess. I have really mixed feelings about
1: James Gunn, which we'll get into in terms of, I think he's an incredibly talented writer who also frequently has very bad taste. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily mean that in the sense of like, oh, bad taste, like I'm offended. No, I just mean, I don't think, I, my, my kind of tastes in what I want out of a movie frequently don't line up with what he's giving me. But I also go like, this guy knows how to write a character and, di- and writes an incredible dialogue, like he's so good at it. I just think his stories frequently, you know. I mean, I like the Guardians movies, and I'm I'm very curious to see what he does with the third one. Um, But like this, I don't know. Something about the story is just kind of very kind of shaggy dog in a lot of ways, and I. Um, I have very mixed feelings about him. But he's really good at taking a character like Polka-Dot Man and somehow, somehow making me care about polka Dot Man. You know, so I you could, you could take polka Dot Man out and
0: insert the detachable kid or insert Javelin. He would have found like a literally way. Literally insert the detachable kid? Just <laughs> sure. Take right. him apart and put him in? Yeah. I think you're right. And in, in a way that that's... James Gunn is up there. Like, if you were to ask me who writes the best, like, of all of, you know, the, the, the screenwriters that I can think of off the top of my head and also maybe directors, Tarantino will always be number one. I mean, his, his dialogue is, is among my favorites mm-hmm. and reasons I go, to, go and watch his movies. James Gunn, you're right, is pretty close to Tarantino. I think Tarantino maybe writes a better, more cohesive, complete story. But to be in that company in terms of dialogue, that's, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah and and I th- but I think also it's because all of his characters he's he's thinking about all of them there's no like stock character of just like ah here's the bad guy like the bad guys have there's there's multiple bad guys in this movie and yeah. we'll, we'll go through the plot But, are like you know they all have slightly different points of view you 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 come to understand kind of what drives them to one degree or another even if it's kind of you know you, you don't have a lot even of time even staro even staro <laughs> No, that's exactly what, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Just even the big dumb monster. I was
0: fine just floating and looking at the, looking stars, at the stars. And <laughs> these damn Americans kidnapped me. Yeah, that
1: line blew me away the first time I saw this movie. It's like stuff like that. Even though there's a lot in this movie I don't like stuff like that. It's just like he managed to this big dumb starfish. He made it three dimensional as the character, right? It's like he's big, not just dumb starfish. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I'm being serious. Like, I mean, I
0: kind of love it. Oh, I I'm surprised you don't. I I'm surprised. I love it more than you. I love. Yeah, Starro Starro
1: is good. I shouldn't say. A kind of. I I think I love the big, the big kaiju, you know, giant monster. <laughs> I don't, I don't love the zombie aspect of like still all the, he zombifies all the people. That that part I don't love because it doesn't really do anything with it. Um, it just it's just there to be like horrifying, right? It's, it's pretty much really just there to, to to be shocking more than anything, or to you know really show. The human stakes of this experiment, yeah. right? But anyway, we're bouncing all, all around. I mean, basically, the, there's this ambush at the beginning because of stupid Pete Davidson. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. and you you uh, so you wanted to highlight the team. I'm sorry, I distracted you. You wanted to highlight the. Uh, we can we can go through them. I mean, so th- what's funny is you say stupid Pete Davidson. He even was like. I actually kind of liked Blackguard. There's a oh, I moment was, I was talking about the character.
1: Oh, okay. There, yeah, there's a moment. I like, thought you were going to badmouth Pete Davids. I don't have a strong opinion about. I don't. Pete Davids. Pete,
0: I don't a lot I, of people really hate him, and I'm not sure. I think just. I think just because he dates very beautiful women. yeah. I, whatever. I don't care either way. There's actually a moment that like really made me kind of laugh and smile in the like opening when they're getting ready to like load up. Blackguard is sitting there. You know, he's like this. You know, the same thing as bloodsport and all these. Basically, just an yeah. assassin that uses guns. Fine, whatever. <laughs> right. But he he like makes like a head fake or whatever to go for his gun. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Guy. I, I actually really smiled and laughed. Yeah. At, whoa, what are you, you, you going to do?
1: <laughs> There's uh, a lot of little moments like that. I have a list of little mo- yeah, like t- we, tiny little moments that so we can cover in little yeah. details.
0: But uh, but you're right. He, I'm sorry. Blackguard sells the sells out the initial Suicide Squad. <laughs> To the yes. Corto Maltese army, yes. So there's, so he and he's the first one. He just gets he, shot right in the face. Yes, he does. He bites him.
1: Yeah. So that's why I said stupid Pete Davidson. That say, character. It's like, come
0: on. So the people who don't like Pete Davidson would love this movie that he gets <laughs> shot in the face almost instantaneously.
1: But I, I guess I don't know. I mean, we can talk about later whether or not Waller was behind his betrayal because obviously she wants it. to... She needed a diversion. <laughs> she's drawing the army away. Um,
0: why isn't the Why aren't the teachers stopping this? We've created a diversion. <laughs> What is that? I, I vaguely remember that. When Bard's getting beat up, <laughs> what that's was a, the diversion? That's a very nice jig, Kearney. Oh, right, <laughs> and it's actually right. his mom, Marge, is the substitute <laughs> teen, that's right. teacher. That's and right. And Kearney's dancing a jig. That's uh, a very nice jig. Kearney. I was trying to remember
1: what the diversion was, and I knew it was something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. So I mean, so we'll talk about it later whether. But I, I was thinking about like, doesn't doesn't Blackguard know that like even if. He, they don't shoot him, that she's just going to blow up his head? Like, what is this plan? Anyway. It's a question that I had for later. It doesn't really matter because, I mean, I'm sure right. e- either either Waller was behind it or she wasn't. Either way, either was, way, Blackguard was not getting off that beach <laughs> life. No, no. Why would he go along? Why would he go along with it is the question. But yeah, there's him. There's Captain Boomerang, who uh, does not last long. Uh, there's Mongal, which <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about a lot of these in more detail later. There's Javelin. Right. T D K. We already talked about. There's weasel who <laughs> is a, probably is really just a one joke character. Also, or it's like oh, they didn't that. think they didn't check us. Well, I guess there's there's he couldn't swim, but also there's there's blackguard freaking out because he thinks it's a werewolf. Yes. I, I found that pretty funny too.
0: And he also is licking the glass later when that's you introduce yeah. bloodsport. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah, and the look on Idris Elba's face is <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, the performances are just the, the, especially I think Idris Elba. I, it's kind of you can overlook it because he's not, there's so much crazy stuff going on and he's kind of just a regular guy, but stuff like that, the way he reacts, he's finding the perfect lane as far as like how to react to things. He's not overplaying it. He's just like, what am I doing in this craziness? <laughs> the yeah. whole
0: movie. And it's tough because he's given in that respect, like a tougher role. Cause it's not the over the top and it's, it's not peacemaker and John Cena. He doesn't get any of like that type of stuff. Right. You have Harley who's really, really over the top. You're right. He, he has the, and it's not even a straight man necessarily. You know, like playing off the joke. He's not, but he's not given a lot to. He's not given a lot of the fun stuff to do that I think most of the rest are given in this movie. No, but he he man he he
1: does a great job doing that very thankless role, and yeah. I think it, it should be called out. And I, I, I'm surprised Idris Elba. I mean, he basically is the star of the movie, so I guess oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's a leading role, um, but I don't know. It's something about um, this movie seemed. At first glance like a beneath strange him. Yeah, I was gonna say a strange fit, but sure. I didn't wanna say beneath him because yeah he's, he's Stringer Bell. I mean, come on. He's a great actor. And yes. even even in this movie you're like, yeah, he's a great actor. Like not even really doing
0: much. Like he's able to do a lot with very little Yeah, with life. the little bit that he's given. And still to this day I will say. I know it's happened many times to many others, but the day that I found out <laughs> that he was oh, British, right. I swear to God. Yeah. I, I was beside myself, because the first thing I'd seen him in was The Wire. I had, z- I mean, zero clue. Yeah. Zero clue. Like, it, ha- it was... Half that cast is British. It's so strange. I mean, uh, you know. I, you McNulty, can, too. You, you can kind of, McNulty yeah. can't hide it as well. I a hear, little, yeah, you can hear it. it the, the two that always jump out to me w- when I heard Idris Elba, I was beside myself, and the other one is Guy Pierce having seen him in LA Confidential not knowing anything. And then it was probably like six years later. I'm like, What the <laughs> hell is <laughs> right. that? That's yeah. Guy Pierce. What, what is he saying? It's funny because I don't know. Guy Pierce has played plenty
1: of Americans since then. But I'm thinking like Idris Elba seems like he generally these days sticks to his natural accent. I, for, for the most part. You're right. Yeah, I, but I'm not sure why there was that decision or if it was a decision or if it's just like, ah, eh, it's too much work. <laughs> you know, dialect coaches. I don't know. Can't be yeah. bothered.
0: So. I'm, like, I'm too good for that now. All right, sorry. I, I distracted you again.
1: Well, that's fine. I mean, so that team gets wiped out except for Harley and, and one javelin. And, and, and Flag and, and Captain Rick Flagg. Yeah, we didn't say, mention Flagg. I mean, he was in the first movie. He's I don't remember. I shouldn't talk about the first movie much because I don't remember much about it. Obviously, I forgot Will Smith was in it. star <laughs> of the Starley movie. Um, but I remember Flag being very generic army man, like having real no personality. Interesting. Because so, actually, I really like him actually in this movie. I do, too. It's interesting. We'll talk about the ending. I mean, let's, let's... I don't want to jump ahead. So, I mean, he he survives and kind of... He, he manages to sneak away, basically. He's, yeah. the, he's the one member of the team who can sneak away without his head exploding. So, I guess, yes. you know, the instant it, it starts to go bad. It's he like, looks around and says, well, this is a lost cause. Yes. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> she um, can't blow me up, so I'm out of here. And Harley Quinn's capture. But then we cut to the, re- the real team. Right? Do they have different names? I forget. It's like Bravo Team or something. I think so. That. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Idris Bloods Bloodsport. We've got uh, Peacemaker. Obviously, you got his own spin off show, yes, John Cena. Who I, I think he's better on the show than he is in this movie. I don't I think maybe it's just because I thought he was really good on that show. I'm watching this and going like, ah, it's, it's not as good as I remember. I mean, it's funny, but I think he's much. I, I, they really fleshed out that character in the show. And That's the thing, is he's three dimensional, g-
0: he's given a lot more time and opportunity. But to me, what's funny is watching this again because I saw this then the show and then did the you know watch this for the podcast I remember seeing saying watching it I can definitely see that there's why they're doing a show and there's more there because the little bit that Cena had I thought there were a lot of great moments that he had I think he's a lot better you're right and shows more range and depth but I thought the comedic stuff, for the most part, I I enjoyed most of Peacemaker's.
1: Oh, stuff. it's it's a funny character. Right? I wouldn't necessarily call it a great performance, but it's a you know it's a comic performance, up until the end when he kind of turns on everybody. I did find it interesting in hindsight, watching the one moment that stood out to me that I would I don't remember and probably didn't notice the first time I watched it was you know having now seen Peacemaker is when um, jumping out a little bit but whatever I guess I'm just you know we can just jump around. That's what always happens. Um, yeah, it's fine. But Bloodsport's talking about how like, his father locked him in a crate full of rats, or whatever, yeah. and it's like this horrible story. And then you cut to Peacemaker, and he's just kind of listening, and he's got a kind of expression on his face, and it's like, well, now that you've seen the show, you yeah. see, you know, there's a reason very why he's like, yeah, I think I know what that's about. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they're, they're gonna. Well, first of all, they're they need to, they're they're gonna link up with a guy who can get them into town to. to find uh, the thinker the thinker but before they do that they find out the flag is uh, has is still around and they're gonna they go, to, and go rescue him first from <laughs> these horrible bad guys who turn out to maybe not be who they thought yes some bad intelligence for sure i, I that's one of those things that it, it's on the surface I, I i mean i enjoyed that sequence the first time i watched it they're sneaking in and there's this yeah. competition between Bloodsport and yeah. peacemaker because they have the exact same abilities and Bloodsport's <laughs> you know annoyed about that but then with the reveal of like, oh, these were actually the 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 rebels and yes. they're not at all. And and you know, Waller gives them the order to kill everybody, so that it's the, the kind of it's not necessarily their fault. Like they're they're following what? Waller's orders, and she's the one who did it. But I don't know. The second and third viewings, I'm just like, oh, this is hard for me to come back from. Like they just you know, and like the first, like the outer wave of guys or obviously guys with guns were like guards and they keep coming in they're just like murdering women like washing clothes and it's just like it's funny like it's played for laughs and it's just but some, i don't know it's, uh, I, once the shock value wears off the second and third viewings i'm just like these are not likable characters i mean obviously they're not wow, supposed to be but I, I have a harder time especially bloodsport I and mean, he's supposed to be the guy who like l- learns how to that he's got some good in him some humanity yeah. in him um, I feel like the movie needed to address, like, See he back. needed to apologize to the, the head rebel lady or something, just some kind of atonement.
0: Right. It really bothers I, me. Oh, that's interesting. So I, I didn't have the same reaction. Um, I mean, but on the surface, it is a funny scene in a very. Good oh yeah, scene. and it's it's supposed to. It's written and played for for that. And I can yeah. I can understand you saying on the multiple viewings when you actually know the ending.
1: Right. Well, the second time you're watching, you're going like, oh god, no! But you're not having that reaction the first time because you think that they're they're uh, you know bad guys. you think that they're
0: the uh, right? So I, at the least for me, I guess intent. Right. I, the intent in terms of what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. That's the reason why, like, even the second and third time, it doesn't phase me. I realize, right, it's mistaken identity. The difference between murder and manslaughter,
1: it's still bad. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, intent is important, but...
0: Okay, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just saying. But to say just that, like, more, are these, more than like, Wolves these are unlikable characters. It's not. It's not like they had that knowledge, right? No, they didn't. So uh, that's the reason for me. I don't think it makes them. It doesn't make them likable, but I don't think it makes them more unlikable. I guess.
1: And look, I mean, Bloodsport's uh, arc is that he's learning that he, you know, he he thinks of himself as an all, as a bad man, and he comes to realize, like, you know, I do have some good in me, yeah. and I am gonna, I am capable of doing good, and and self-sacrifice and all that, and being a leader. Uh, So, you know, this is at the beginning before all that, so it gives him a place to start. It's not like it it ruins the movie for me. I like this movie a lot. It's just one of those things that I feel like I wish the movie had addressed more. Okay. At the end, if he was just like, you know, I wish I hadn't done that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe the redemption path that they could have had, instead of flag make the suggestion, hey, you know... Your interests may be aligned uh, with ours. And oh, by the way, if we carry this out, those generals are going to be there all by themselves, right? Maybe if you had it as blood sport instead of flag, because flag was just—he wasn't involved in any of that because he was sitting there having tea, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. So maybe that decision would have made you feel better, is if that redemption is one of the—you know—the members that did the slaughtering yeah. was the one who then made the suggestion. Why don't you take advantage of our diversion that we're creating? Yeah, that's... By her. our assault on Jotunheim. Yeah, some, something to be like, here's how I'm going to make good somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah,
1: that that may have helped. Yeah, I mean, and, and ultimately the movie just hand-waves it away. I think I think really it's not so much that... It's not so much the, the blood sport, the, his unlockability that bothers me. It's, it's her being like... I'd make a deal with the devil if it'll help. Like, you, know, you killed all my people? Whatever. I'll still help you because I, I dislike you more than I dislike the general. Yeah, and the enemy of my enemy, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, it's very hand-wavy in a way that kind of annoyed me. Anyway. That's yeah. fair. But anyway, while that's all happening, Harley Quinn is being whined. Meanwhile, <laughs> like, literally meanwhile. Yes. I find it very funny that, like, okay, there's a general. Who's, who's the younger guy? What's his, Is he the president? What's his title?
0: Uh, he is the president because he... He's been installed after they murdered the, the Herrera family. Right. Uh, he he is El Presidente.
1: Right. But this is a coup that happened like 10 days ago, right? Because yeah, along those lines. The, the Suicide yes. Squad is being sent in in reaction because they're like, yes. oh, they're going to learn about the giant <laughs> yeah. starfish. Yes. Um, we got to send some people in and clean this up. So he, he's been in power for 10 days. And apparently one of his priorities is to put together a an elaborate formal ceremony just in case... They end up capturing a beautiful woman that he might want to marry, like the the, the all these like servants and of car and they're all like in a row, like they they've they've been practicing this for ten days. No, like,
0: no, no so I'm I'm gonna if that's one of your questions, I can dispel that right away. It's not necessarily a question. I just found it funny though. like they're they're so like no, rigid. They, would, they have this whole ceremony. They of, do, but here's the thing, though, is that because I mean they're the head of state. That staff, they would have been there to receive like anybody who was important. Meaning, like that's just part of the the routine. You
1: think the the staff would have survived the culling? You think they would have oh, yeah. left? You'd Just like these aren't political, uh, yeah, for, operatives mean, in any way.
0: I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean, look the the staff in the White House. I realize that this it's a different transition of power, <laughs> oh, yeah. a whole, but yeah. the staff in the White, the actual staff, not. Not the political staff, but sure. the actual staff there. No, serve multiple presidents. And I, I do, it, there is a difference between a military coup. Yes. Well, I'll, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll
1: buy that. Like it, so I'll, it wasn't necessarily a question. I just thought it was, it was I was just like, this has been 10 days. The, the, the palace would be chaos. I,
0: <laughs> it's I all hear you. so formal and so put together. But that, no, that staff, that was like their day to day job. So. Yeah, okay. Now, the fact that. <laughs> I guess if
1: it was like a relatively bloodless coup, then maybe I'll buy it. I'm just like. The Herrera family—they weren't—they weren't,
0: they weren't like. They're were obviously also into some dirty stuff, you yeah, know, they're mean, hooked it, in with the, you
1: know, American intelligence and doing it, dirt for them. It and,
0: seemed like it was relatively bloodless because it seemed like most of the military went with El, you know, El, yeah. current El Presidente is one of the generals.
1: Yeah, so that—that's. I guess they don't really get into the details of this coup. It's just like there was a coup, so yeah, maybe it was. Well, it was just the Herreras were
0: assassinated, and the president's like, I'm, I'm in charge now. Yeah, and everyone I mean, just it, went along. Like, okay, we'll keep doing what we've been doing. The blanks that aren't being filled in in terms of reality, though, is that any kind of regime like that doesn't just have the military they have some division of secret police yeah. that are loyal to the family because that's how they keep things in line because normally it isn't the military that is actually serving that role for the most part it's well but if that existed then the military
1: probably you know had enough, had enough intelligence to know <laughs> yeah. how to find them and how to get take rid of them you out know, take yeah. them out so anyway yeah so yeah she's harley quinn is wined and dined by this president and then she makes a very, very <laughs> snap decision about the quality of this guy's character. Yes, she does, um, which I found funny. Although it, I assume this is a reference to the previous movie because um, obviously Jared Leto's Joker didn't last long in the DC universe. Although they did they did bring him back for the, the Snyder Cut for uh, Justice League? Oh, I didn't know it. Oh my god, you, you, you haven't watched the Snyder Cut of the Justice League? I have not watched Justice League. I can't. I you, just said You ever watched history. any iteration? Zero interest. Well, not to go on too much of a side tangent, but uh, you know, I, I, the, the original cut of the Justice League, which Joss Whedon came in and tried to fix, was very bad. I thought the Zack Snyder version was bad in a totally different way, but at least it was interesting and at least it was cohesive. Like, the Josh Whedon version was a mess. It was nine different movies cuddled together, and it was, it was awful. At least Zack Snyder was a cohesive movie that I didn't like. You know, like, I didn't... I was like, I don't agree with his, his sensibilities. You know, similar to Zack Snyder. Or, the competent or, drum or, work of... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but... You could tell that he had a vision for this movie. Yeah, you and just didn't like, like it. I didn't like it, but, but at it, least it was a movie. At least it was a movie. It was a very long movie. I mean, it was, uh, there's is no that way Zach Snyder movie not a long. But movie? But there, there's no way that wouldn't. It was like four hours long. It would, oh, it, geez. It wouldn't have been that long if that had actually come out in theaters. Oh, my God. <laughs> but but okay. But here's the thing: you watched the whole thing. I did. I, I, I like watched it in two nights. This is you know whenever it came that's, out a year ago.
0: That's still a big it was,
1: investment. But I, I was I was too curious about it. I was like, I got to see what this is. But anyway, my point being, he, so there was the original f- version that he filmed, whatever, t- 2019, whatever year that was. You know, and he got, he got booted and, and uh, Joss Whedon came in. So this was last year, I think, Warner Brothers was like, oh, because it was during the pandemic. Maybe it was 2020. But they were like, please, we need content. <laughs> put out your, your cut and we'll put it on HBO Max. Um, but he was like, I'll do better than that. I'm going to go back and film a new ending. And he brought back Jared Leto's Joker, but it was like totally different, like different take from the first Suicide Squad movie. So I'm like, is this even the same character? Anyway, point being, Jared Leto's Joker is maybe the least interesting version of Joker in the history of of uh, films so versions, far. Many versions, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll take Caesar Romero over. It was, it was <laughs> his version of the Joker is just awful. Um, Caesar Romero's kind of fun, actually. Oh, he's great. I love Caesar Romero's Joker. I mean, obviously fits the tone yes. that the show is going for, but. She makes this comment about like, oh, I've learned that, bad that, men, yeah. yeah, I bet that these guys don't go away. They come yeah. and slash your tires, da, da da. And then I've learned that I, the only way to escape them is to murder them. And it made me wonder if this is establishing that she killed the Joker in this universe. But I, it's, I don't think it matters anymore. I mean, I think he's going to erase all this, yeah, continuity, anyway.
0: completely start over.
1: But yeah, I just just knowing the history. I thought that was an interesting speech that she gives because you're thinking, you know, she's talking about the Joker. Yeah, well, no, no. Um, It's okay. So I'm, I, it's interesting that that's clear even to you who didn't see the first. Movie. Oh, yeah. You've I mean, seen no iteration
0: of the Jared Leto Joker. No, no iteration. But just, I mean, in terms of her speech, just, yeah, I mean, she can't be talking about anyone or anything else just based on, you know, the original creation in the animated series. Well, so. let me ask you, because I mean, I'll,
1: this is a, I'll, I'll move up my question here. Do you
0: think that she was intimating that she killed the Joker? Um, no, I don't think she was intimating that. I think she was intimating that's what she should have done. Okay. But didn't. And she's. It's one of those. I'm, I. Uh, no more half-measures, Walter. She wasn't going to make that sure. mistake again is what I think it was. <laughs> Before this guy becomes the Joker. Yes, she yeah. chose a half-measure. Sure, okay. So, no, full measures from now on for Harley. So, I think it's, no on the Joker, but she's, there are going to be no future Joker. It's a full measure. She is decisive.
1: Yes, You're like, oh, that, that's admirable. an admirable trait. She She makes decisions. She makes a choice. Yes because she kills this president.
0: <laughs> so, well, Presidente, another one is gone. Yeah. Ten days later, bites the dust.
1: It's interesting, because he's kind of being set up. And this is one of those like structural things that I still don't think works, where it's like, they kind of like go through a series of villains. It's like, oh, here's the villain. Oh, nope, he's dead. <sighs> oh, the general's the villain. Oh, no, nope, he's now... And now it's Starro. He's got a star on his face. Okay, now the Starro's the villain. Oh, he, and, he's and- actually sympathetic. It's like... Really, uh, they, Waller should have been the villain, and Waller should have come back at the end. And I mean, I guess she was. I mean, she was the initial villain, right? Yeah, she's the overall villain. I wish she had done something at the end. But again, we're jumping ahead. I like, I liked all of these characters, but it's like this movie is kind of just jumping from villain to villain. And also, the thinker was is, is kind of a villain. Yeah, and you? so is Peacemaker. I mean, as an sure, extension yeah. of Waller.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely.
1: There's the great sequence where Harley escapes. Probably the highlight of the movie for me.
0: Really? Oh my god! You don't like it? No. So I, so I, I guess we can get to it. It maybe it just goes to the I'm harleyed out. And yeah, yeah. I just there was so much more from almost everybody else. Like, like I wanted more. Maybe not more polka dot man. I think I established there was probably just enough. <laughs> sure. Not not like too much, but like almost everybody else. I wanted more time from, and it felt like she was the star of the you know the previous movie, and they felt like they needed a sequence. And w- when we get to the body count, like you know, we, we, you had that fun moment. I know you said. It was tough for you because you knew what the actual consequences of the, you know, the back and forth between Peacemaker and Bloodsport. Yeah. But like she completely destroys them all in that sequence. And to me, I think it undermines some of what I was liking about the movie. And I felt like it was because even if the studio didn't have the influence, you know, like you think it felt like, oh, this is a star. Margot Robbie is a star. Harley Quinn is intellectual property that a lot of people like. We need this big, huge sequence. I think it takes away from the movie. I could see that. I guess
1: I just, because I like the sequence, it doesn't feel like something that was, like, artificially inserted. But, yeah, I mean, you can take that sequence out or, you know, amend it and shorten it or whatever or just have (laughs) it be like, they actually come and rescue. You know, I obviously wanted to give her a centerpiece kind of action scene that was only hers. Uh, I don't know. I just like the whole, I like the the music choice, just the gigolo. I think that works well, you know, as, like, a
0: counterpoint. And and I I think that there are definitely... I think this is my personal that uh, I'm just like of the character kind of out. And it's also Let's, that there was just so many others like in it that I felt like I liked a lot of what it, King Shark doesn't have a lot. I really like like his moments and you don't get from me enough from him. I don't think you get enough from Flag, uh, at least in this movie. I know he's in the other one. He's just kind of generic. So that I think is what the challenge is for me is that I was left wanting more from some of the others and I think some of it was at the expense of, of, of a character that I think is now overexposed.
1: It's interesting because you haven't seen any other movie with her as
0: Harley. So is it just that it's in the culture? It's people in want... the culture awareness. And look, I, like I said, I like the animated series and, you know, like the creation. I just... I. I think if in a different movie and maybe in that first one, I would have said no. I want more Harley because she's the only like good thing going in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. In this movie, I don't feel that way. I feel like there's a lot of good things going from a lot of different actors and characters, and I think that's what the challenge was. Because I'll be honest, after having seen Peacemaker, there's actually more, and we get it flushed out. But you know, I, I'm going to say Die Beard because I know it's John, but I don't know what. Yeah. But actually, the people in Waller's office, as Peacemaker has shown. There, there was probably more because like when they, in the opening when they're laying the bets, I'm like I, like that sequence I loved yeah, so well, almost that was the, the tough part for me is that there's so many good characters, maybe well written with good dialogue, that I was left wanting more, and I think that's what my criticism of it is. I can
1: see that in terms of like she was obviously the breakout character from the first. You know, and that, and in and terms one of, of the biggest stars in terms of the actors, frankly, in this movie. Well, I was just about to say how how famous was Margot Robbie at the time because I feel like that and Wolf of Wall Street were around the same time were the two movies that kind of catapulted her to be like, oh, she's one of the biggest stars in the world now.
0: Uh, I feel like when that movie was being made, she was not as big of a star. When which one? The the first Suicide Squad. The first squad? Suicide Squad. I I don't remember. Do you remember when it came out? I want to say twenty fourteen. I don't know. We can look it up. It's it's probably it's probably you're probably right because Wolf of Wall Street. Definitely, you know, put her into a different stratosphere. But, you know, the big short came out in 2016, I think. And by then, she was as huge of a name that just like. She, it's <laughs> right. her, Selena Gomez. Like she's such a star and like huge name that you put her in as you know like a, a placeholder for huge celebrity with Selena Gomez and the others that they chose for the Big Short. Yeah, she's reached cameo status, right? And so that's what I'm saying is that it was a very quick rise to being at the you know like height of fame.
1: Oh, it was definitely a quick rise. I mean, I, I would agree with that. But I feel like the first Suicide Squad was part of that rise. Oh, so but I can see that where it's like you could make a version of this one where th- that character's not in it, but it's like, well, she was the only thing people liked about oh, the first, first movie. Ones. Let's let's give them more. Yeah, let's let's put her in because you kind of have to. So yeah, I can I can understand that. I guess I just like. I mean, she, she is a she is you don't probably have to defend this no, to me. No, I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not defending the movie. I just ultimately I think what it comes down to is this movie it really does deepen a lot of these characters in a way. Like even like we were talking about earlier, the star, the giant starfish has a more depth of character than you would expect from a giant starfish. And her character is very surface level kind of by design. Like she's Ms. Pac-Man to Joker, right? She's just another, she's a female Joker. That's all she was in the show. And I don't know. I know she worked her way into the comics. Yes. So, I mean, that's a unique thing where she started on the animated show and, and went in back into the comics and obviously is in films. So, you know, maybe because of that, there was never, like, a depth to the character that, you know... Like, even Joker, I mean, there's so many different iterations of the Joker, and some are very surface level, and some are very, like, psychological or whatever. You can do a lot of things with with Joker. She's just kind of like, I'm a wacky, you know, lady. A force of nature. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's just kind of like... Yeah, she doesn't have the depth of character that a lot of the other characters in this movie have. But, like, I don't know how... You, you kind of can't dig too deep into her. If I remember correctly, the first movie does kind of try to explain her psychology and it was kind of awful. But like she was Joker's therapist.
0: Yeah, I think that that's what the... I think even in the... I, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that that's what it was in the... Could be. In the show? Animated series. Yeah. And if not, then I think it has been written into the comics when they needed to establish like her backstory, then I think it was written into the comics.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, I think if you really tried to make her a like really a complex character. It would kind of ruin the character. Cause it's just like, I, she, yeah, like you said, a force of nature. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I guess I, I don't want that explained too much. I, I like her in this. And I like the sequence. Yeah. Well, she does escape and then the full squad is finally assembled again. Well, I guess not again for the first time, the, the new combined yes. a and B team, <laughs> Uh, and they need to then make their way to find a thinker so they can access, get access to Jotun
1: Yeah, so they, they sneak into town with the help of, uh, what's this guy's name? They, they Milton. Made a big deal of Milton. Thank Milton, you. no. <laughs> you to remember poor Milton. I would have gotten eventually, I would have remembered. But yeah, they, with his help. They make their way and they grab grab the thinker.
0: Yeah, I do I really I will get to it, but I, I enjoy their costumes and you know what they've been given to wear when they're going into town. All of the choices for all of them, including like the jean shorts on Peacemaker yeah. were awesome.
1: Oh I mean that, that has to be a deliberate oh. choice for John Cena because like, you know, I didn't watch wrestling during this period, I know you didn't either, but the John Cena when he was champion and all that, and he would always wear jean shorts. Yeah. So it's like oh, they put him in jean shorts as like a nod to, yeah. to wrestling fans, I'm sure. Um, but it fits the character too. Obviously. Oh, without a desk, especially yeah. with the polo shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a fun sequence. So they're just like, "Well, we gotta just wait around." And yeah, just so they're build some drinking com-
0: and having a, having
1: a good time. Yeah, build some camaraderie in the team. Um, so yeah, what's this? I don't. I should have this stuff in front of me. I don't. Know. The the thinker. Obviously, we know him. Uh, from Peter
0: Capaldi. Yes, Peter Capaldi. Thank yeah, you. From
1: in, I think most people know him from uh, Doctor. Most Holmes. people, yeah. He's a he's Doctor. He's one of the Doctor Who's. So. Yes, I
0: don't remember. I shouldn't say where I don't know which one because I don't know Doctor Who I want to remember
1: like two back or something I
0: at least at least yeah uh, uh, but I think you and I mostly, mostly know him from In the Loop right? Uh, in the Loop and then I've also watched uh, the the British series that In the Loop spun off from oh uh, oh yeah well, of yeah, well, course it was he on that I thought it was like the yeah, different no. characters no he he was I mean that's that's where because. In the loop really was more kind of the introduction to the American you know kind of version, if you will, which became Veep. Right. So no, they they have him basically playing what he was in the thick of it. Thank you. I knew yes. it would eventually come to me. The thick of it. Really, I loved him in all of it. I he he is. Speaking of a force of nature, he is absolutely a force of nature <laughs> in the political world. He's got a little bit of that in this movie. Like, it was a little good bit. casting. I mean, yeah. he's, he's,
1: he's obviously because it's
0: kind of a crazy. You know, like most of this, most of the characters that were from this or from the <laughs> comics, they're pretty out there, and the thinker seems. Fits that mold, and he I, he makes him watchable. It's it's. I I think that's the one thing I do admire about
1: James Gunn, especially in this movie, is his willingness to really just commit to the crazy stuff. That I assume this is what the character was like in the comics. It's just like let's just do it. You know, instead of like trying to tamp it down for the movie, you know, and the one acknowledgement by the general of just like, "Oh, that shit in your head makes your brain work good." Yes, <laughs> yes. No, he's like, "Yes, it makes my brain work good." <laughs> he's very funny in a very dark way. Obviously, it's a very dark character. He's yes. doing a lot of messed up things. Probably the the most evil character in this movie if you really break it down.
0: Yeah, in terms of yes, I'd say like the moral compass. Yeah, he he. Uh, maybe the generals too, but. He probably is the darkest of all of them. I mean, the yeah, geni- he, he actually has. It's one, I'm getting ahead in my nose. He has one of my favorite lines in the entire movie. his, oh. his response to Ratcatcher two <laughs> is amazing. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> That's not necessarily a play on his darkness, but just uh, uh, the actor's response and delivery is outstanding. Oh, I agree.
1: I mean, it, it's one of those things that um, he's clearly written to be. He's up to a lot of stuff. You know, I mean. Um, all sorts of stuff. Yes. There's a lot to hint to So they, they split up. I forget. There's like a... Because they've got him. And then so what happens... They, they because to, the,
0: the military has... Uh, the new general, the new El Presidente has right. said... Go find all the Americans in town.
1: Oh, right. So they, they break into the bar. and They, they break guys. into
0: between the alf- the A and B team again. The alphas are the ones who volunteer to get arrested because obviously they're the ones that can use the death blow. <laughs> right. And so they, they send Polkadot Man and Red Catcher 2 out with I, the thinker. Let's talk about that now. I know it's in my questions, the death blow. Um. <laughs> I knew you'd have a question. of. Well, uh, you do appreciate that I'm going with the death blow, right? And not the touch of death. Is that they call it the touch of death?
1: Uh, oh, there's like th- three different
0: different the, yeah, languages. Different but. languages. Touch of death is actually the Simpsons. I forget actually in this but Yeah. Uh, well, death blow is Seinfeld. Yes. Okay. <laughs> which well, reference? A death blow. Which reference are we going with? Touch of
1: death death, death blow? Is. Without a doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like is that a death blow? they just kind of headbutt
0: them. <laughs> it doesn't if well, there if there really was a particular technique, it wouldn't be just he- Did you slow it down because I'm pretty sure they each take a different Method because I'm I think Peacemaker goes with a knee. Yeah, it's definitely whatever they're doing is definitely not this very particular touch of death
1: that you have to if you know the right technique.
0: Um, yeah, so you're saying that they really didn't issue death blows; they just really wound, you know, they really knocked them out unconscious, and then Peacemaker I, did what he needed to do. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't make a joke out of it where they
1: all do a different thing, and then they're all like they're all kind of woozy. That's not the right move. <laughs> right, but the, the the guards are just
0: like, what was that? That actually would have been a great joke, because if Peacemaker was, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the proper technique. Yeah. It's like Sp- Your guy is clearly not dead. <laughs>
1: it's like in Spaceballs. Which, what, what are you doing there? The uh, Vulcan <laughs> neck bench No, 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 stupid.
0: Like this? Oh, thanks. Oh, that is a missed opportunity. I hadn't thought about that until we just worked through it right here. But that would have been a great joke. But it seemed like such a weird scene of, and so why it stood out to me
1: of just like, oh yeah, that the, he's going on and on about the touch of death, and they just kind of do a very basic like shoulder tackle slash headbutt slash. Well, there's, there's slash only so eat. much they could do because they were all right. Uh, they're they're their hands comp. were handcuffed behind yeah. their backs. Anyway, yeah, so that's right. They get captured in the bar and then they escape using very, the touch of death. very
0: quickly use the touch of death and escape.
1: I mean, I think the real theme here is that these guards in uh, what's the name of this town? I want to say Valverde, but I did, uh, or, or not the town, but the country. The country is Corto Maltese. All Corto Maltesian guards are completely inept because in every scene, I mean, so, from
0: from. Uh, so what you're saying is they're basically stormtroopers from the star, the original Star Wars movie. I honestly think they're worse. I mean, <laughs> there, there's like 40
1: guards that get killed by Harley Quinn when she escapes, like very, very easily. Um, there's this stuff where they, they're they're handcuffed. These three guys. I mean, granted, these are all they're supposed to have like special abilities and they're like superhuman or meta humans, as they call it. I hope
0: they get rid of that term. I've not heard that. Are you serious?
1: That's all of the Zack Snyder's uh, movies. They call them meta humans because <laughs> Lex Luthor is trying to track down the meta humans. You didn't see Batman vs Superman either?
0: No, I saw it. I think I saw it with you.
1: Yeah, okay. I was gonna say I thought Martha. I saw it with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. You definitely <laughs> the see. dumbest thing ever. Yes, I mean I, I can see why you stopped watching these movies after. I Martha. think that was actually it. I yeah. think it was the Martha thing. I I didn't love Ben Affleck either. You know, as as Batman. And then, look, there was a redemption for me. I know you didn't like it as much as me. The the Batman, speaking of the Suicide Squad, the Batman was a bit of a, a redemption for me. I liked that a lot, too. I don't know. Oh. those movies that you think I didn't like. Oh, I thought... I, I didn't think you liked it that much. I but, think... Well, I... I I thought it was maybe I need the thinker's crap on the top of my head. <laughs> <Right. laughs> think, I'm thinking wrong.
1: I think I'm thinking wrong on my mic and my opinions. Maybe aren't <laughs> consistent, but no. I mean, I I liked the Batman a lot. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, that was too long. It didn't need to be that long. I there there got, is, got I think, you the, and I
0: had that discussion, and there is stuff that definitely could come out, but I was okay. With it being in there at the same time,
1: well, yeah, I got I bought it on Blu-ray and I've watched it again, and it's just like no, this this holds my attention. It's you know it has like this kind of the, I like the fact that it's a little slower paced and yeah. I appreciate it. So yeah, I I I'll, okay. I'll recant okay. if I was a little ambivalent that's, about it,
0: I'd recant. I recant. I like that movie that's a lot, fair. but no, yeah, the Martha thing. I think Batman versus Superman. I was I was just I was done. I yeah. have no no need to watch anything else. That was the right decision. And well, and the thing is, I'm glad this podcast forced because I'm not sure I would have watched this without you know the the podcast and i think getting ready i did watch it but that led me to then also get kind of excited about peacemaker because i want more of this i mean i i definitely would watch more of this what i was seeing from dc no interest well at all. you're in luck because now <laughs> i know there's <laughs> a new gonna, boss in town exactly
1: um i mean it sounds like he's gonna be personally directing the new superman movie like whatever they do with superman which that's another thing that makes me nervous, because, like, James Gunn's sensibilities, which are very uh, cynical, I mean, this movie's very cynical. You don't yeah. want that from Superman? No,
0: absolutely not. I don't think it fits either. To I, honestly, like... But yeah. I ho- I, hopefully he's smart enough to understand that. And hopefully. I, it, we'll see. It's a good point, because I do think, like, if he was doing a new Batman, you can definitely do a cynical approach there, and I think that works. I don't think anybody wants a cynical version of Superman.
1: Well, Zack Snyder wanted it. That's about oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they, they break into Jodenheim with the thinker's help. And, uh, I want, now reluctance. Some... <laughs> <laughs>
0: he doesn't really help. He's just the long as a hostage. Well,
1: I don't know if it's necessarily a reluctance. I think that he thinks because he was working with the US government. And here's the U- U- U.S. government to like rescue him. I think he as kind of he
0: thinks he's gonna as make he it is. out of there <laughs> yeah,
1: alive. I he's think gonna survive. They're gonna bring him
0: with. because yeah, I can see that. The
1: U.S. government's there to clean up their mess. Yeah, and they just be-
0: want to erase the evidence. My only, the only counter to that would be is that if Peacemaker needed to be thorough with Ratcatcher two, then the Thinker obviously is a liability for the U.S. government. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, the thinker, I mean, if he's, if he's that good of a thinker, his brain works that he good. He should
0: see Peacemaker. Might be yeah,
1: I mean, be maybe maybe he sees, he's, he's trying to, he doesn't really, that, yeah, I mean, I guess he's kind of, he's being held at gunpoint basically the whole yes. half of the movie. So what could he do? Pretty much. Um, yeah, so they, they're there to, different people have different missions depending on what Waller wanted. But yeah, Peacemaker's there to destroy the evidence. I mean, I guess they're, they just think they're there to destroy Jodenheim. They don't know what's in there, but then when Flag
0: discovers it... I No, so I think the mission is to destroy the evidence. It's just Peacemaker is the basically the safety valve and the backup that if somebody goes off mission, that Peacemaker is there with specific orders to make sure it is destroyed.
1: Oh, right, but I think he's the only one who knew what they were going to find or at least had a sense of, like, it's real bad. You need to make sure it's destroyed. Don't let yeah. anybody else, because I'm sure Waller had a sense that Flag. Was going to be not cool with what they yeah, were up to. Um, so yeah, he was
0: serving country over government, if you will. Yeah, exactly. He Even
1: has a line like, "I didn't." I, yeah, I forget what his line is. I didn't, you know, join the military to become a puppet for the U.S. Yeah. government, whatever he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, uh, the rest of them are blowing up the tower. Yes. King Shark is making little. <laughs> he's making C four. Oh, he's making friends also. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you were talking about. Oh, you, uh, when we were talking about the Harley Quinn sequence, like, oh, why didn't King Shark have something? Like all, all King Shark sequences are like comic and like weirdly, like lyrical in a way. There's the moment when they're driving lyrical. Well, like you know, these like fish and they're like kind of there's like, this beautiful them. music playing and they're yeah. mimicking them and it's just. There's a moment earlier when they're driving through town and King Shark's looking out the window and he just sees a couple kissing and he just looks sad. <laughs> just, like, they that, don't, it was a weird moment. It's very strange. Like they they don't play this character for like even when he's like fighting and biting guys, ripping a guy in half. It's not like he's almost entirely played for like comedy or like he's kind of like a sad character
0: for the most part although ripping the guy in half i don't know that was that was intense moment it's yeah it's definitely a memorable <laughs> moment uh, yeah. i had it on here is that he he didn't rack up the numbers but in terms of the actual destructive power i oh, think yeah. king shark takes it yeah
1: he gets he gets some of the most memorable kills in this yes. movie for sure um yes yeah, so and then Star Staro is released is released and uh wallard's like well we're
0: okay with this <laughs> Come on home and they defy her. The evidence is destroyed. If Starro runs amok on Corto Maltese, I think that's very, very short-sighted. It's one of my biggest criticisms of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's all... It, is I, Starro in no way, shape, or form able to move off of Corto Maltese? <laughs> well, it's, it's extremely short-sighted.
1: It, seemed, it It's unclear what the stakes are, I think. Yeah, there should have been a line of just like, well,
0: Starro... We'll just drop a nuclear weapon or whatever.
1: And, well, I was going to say, like, Starro can only control... So many, like you know, a thousand people. Like it's, the way it's depicted in the movie, it seems like this is the end of the Infinite. world. Yes, that's that's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, this is the end of the human race. That's the reason why I think it was very short sighted for that. Oh, so if it's any you know a hostile to the U S. <laughs> right. you know country running amok, we're not worried about it. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. When it's done with that country, why isn't it coming for yours? I think we're left to assume
1: that the stakes are not that high. Or yeah, I mean, Waller presumably knows the details about what they're up to there. She knows about Project Starfish. She knows everything, right? I mean she's the head of yeah. this this very nefarious uh I mean it's it's intelligence apparatus. Yeah, I mean it's not the CIA, it's whatever fictional It's worse than the CIA <laughs> equivalent. Yeah. So, because she knows all this stuff, she knows everything, you're left to assume, well, it must not be
0: this apocalyptic threat that it seems to be. But it sure does seem to be that. So, it yeah. seemed like it to me. That that was one of my biggest criticisms. It seemed very short-sighted. It's one of those things that one line of dialogue would have cleaned it. I, yeah. The, what, 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 whatever device.
1: Well, it could have been like, well, Star can't survive water
0: or whatever. I, uh, there but, probably is something that, right, that it, Corto Maltese is an island and salt water would... Even though he's a starfish. <laughs> right. Well, it's a space starfish, so he's used, right. he's used to the vacuum of he, space. He
1: only likes space or fresh water. Right. Um, I'd buy that in terms of, like, because, you know, it's not like any of these, like, zombie versions can grow up to be another one. No, it's it all, didn't seem like that right. It right. was just the control mechanism. So as long as the big or one feeding, is... feeding,
0: because it was feeding off the consciousness. That's what it was. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah, the more, like, more people are zombified... The, the bigger, bigger Staro gets. gets, right. Right, exactly. So... As long as Starro can't
0: cross the sea, that like that's e- even if those people got on a boat and came across, it was like it wouldn't. Oh, right. well I mean, it's it's because weird. The, it, yes, because Starro has to release out of out of his armpit. Yeah, and I don't think those little ones can also <laughs> no, do that. I don't think so. So I, I yeah, I th-
1: I just went like, ah, uh, if if Waller doesn't think it's an apocalyptic threat, I guess we're not that's supposed fine. to believe it. That's fine. But even still, it's all because everyone's making a big deal about like you know it's it's all about the women and the children on this island who are being imperiled, and so Waller's team turns on her, and that's that and yeah. suicide squad saves the day of course and that's the movie all right so what's next it's
0: been so well it's a so long I'll... oh well it's a segment that's not gonna go well for me uh, oh,
1: oh right technology that's right all right let's see you turn okay Wait. my problem is this oh the computer went to sleep
0: we were talking too long the computer got bored
1: well this is all new a new setup Whoop. there we go <laughs> no that's the wrong one though
0: I I can't get the mo- whatever what are you gonna do all right well it's probably appropriate because this is a comic book movie and a 2001 to 2021 movie so guess what i couldn't actually come up with anything it's impossible yeah i don't have anything either i mean what what is there no there is nothing (laughs) yeah this this works for older movies and certainly not comic intellectual property movies so Okay, so, then. in this one, it's going to be a very short segment, which is good, since the last segment re- went wrong. So, you ready? That is true. You ready, you ready you to that. try and find the little details button? I can't participate in this podcast until
1: I fix the technology. <laughs> That's the technology segment. It is me figuring out the technology of running this podcast now that we're in a new space. <laughs> okay, we're back. Hold on. Let's play the right thing. It's already up in the cloud. Just because I want to hear it. Oh, cloud. I think we're the B oh, team. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm Pete Davidson, stand of the you know, <laughs> Podcast dog Gods. I'm here, and I'm being shot in the face. Okay, ready
0: for the little details. And
1: that was the technology segment. Now let's move on to little details.
0: That cardboard headstone
1: tipped over. The, this graveyard is obviously phony. <laughs> I had to recreate the soundboard from scratch on this new computer. Like, there's so many things. You know, nothing is the same. Everything. The goal is for nothing to sound like anything's changed. We're in a new space. or are in a new room. I'm in a rolling chair now, so hopefully you can't hear me rolling around too much. In an office chair.
0: <sighs> All right. <laughs> the little details. This is the segment of the show where we discuss minutiae that we found unique or interesting. Why don't you lead us off? I feel like I've spoken too much. I will gladly lead us off.
1: Let me find, because I was looking up Margot Robbie's filmography, and okay. I am not in my notes. All right. Well, I had a, like a brief list of just like... Tiny little moments that, like, are not big jokes, but just little details. He's, I mean, this segment's called "Little Details," and I feel like James Gunn is very good at just little things that are I find very funny. Right. And well, most of them are in this opening sequence on the helicopter because, uh, to me, <laughs> TDK coaching Blackguard how to buckle oh, up built was great. I, something there, about that. There, th- you're safe. There, now you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> so something, I mean, uh, um, that's Nathan Fillion, who a lot of people like from like uh, um, um the, what's the Firefly? Firefly. I'm, uh, I'm. Sure he's been in a million things, but I just something about his. He's very like low key and very kind of. Now you're
0: safe. <laughs> um, your name's Letters. We already talked about that. Uh, you know, I'm just realizing as we're you're going through that opening sequence that when you introduced the A Team, yeah, you, you forgot a key member. You forgot Michael Rooker. Oh, we did forget about Michael Rooker. You're right. (laughs) And the reason I'm saying and bringing it up, because my first note is actually, um, and I was going to lead this into you to talk about the music, is that the opening, you know, choosing Folsom Prison Blues, Johnny Cash, maybe it's because I just got back from Memphis, too, when I was going back and having to redo my notes for this or update my notes. uh, It was an outstanding choice. And I'm not a huge music guy, but for me, that was a, a, a great choice, great opening. And it reminded me, oh crap, you forgot about Michael <laughs> yeah, Rooker, we, you forgot about Savas. Yeah, we did not talk
1: about him at all. Uh, yeah, he's the first character we see, and he seems like he's going to be an important character. And he's not at all. Yeah, I guess really he's the more shocking one than like, even Captain Boomerang, because he's set up to be like, well, he's. we're starting with him, he's a central yeah.
0: character. Uh, yeah. And you know Michael Rooker, right? He's, sure. He's more famous, well, maybe not more famous, but... Then Pete Davidson, you know, some of the rest is like, "Oh yeah, that's chum. They're they're not going to yeah. last." He
1: and Stallone fought John Lithgow on a mountain. We know John and Michael Rooker very well. That's right. So yeah, I, I can't believe uh, I forgot him. That's a, that's on me.
0: Uh, <laughs> Think about that sequence too. He and Sylvester Stallone fought John Lithgow on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I know that, that, uh, The fact that that exists is amazing. Sure.
1: Um. Uh, what? What's uh, the, the the Ringer? There, what's free which podcast, but one of their podcasts just covered cliffhanger. Oh, um, so I was listening to it, being like, they, for, they didn't talk about any of the stuff we talked about. If they missed all this, <laughs> I got very uh competitive. <laughs> they about didn't it. talk about the important things that we did, no, they didn't. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I my, my, my agree about the music. I, you know, it's one thing that uh, that I think James Gunn's really good at is choosing music, you know. I mean, I, I. Scorsese is probably at the top of the list as far as like being able to use popular music in a way that supports you know it never feels jarring no because that's that's really what ruined the first Suicide Squad Of just like jam all these pop songs in jam the music in um, play a mixtape it never feels like it's you know like <laughs> no it's there, seamless it, it is seamless there's one thing that he does that annoys me but that's separate from this I, I his choices of music are always I mean uh, uh, Folsom uh, County Blues that's what it's called right? Folsom Prison Blues Folsom Prison Blues, Prison Blues. yep um yeah, it's a great great choice to start, but I I think more than that was it's a song I wasn't familiar with until this movie, but after the slaughter happens and there's this punk song called People Who Died and it's it's you know, the scene where all the, the kind of uh, of Wallers people are going pa- through pa- yeah, passing the paying, you know, paying off the and bets. Making
0: and making it rain. And it's this
1: very, very blackly comedic sequence where we're seeing all the, the dead yeah. bodies and they're seeing... The I didn't people. know that song
0: either, but it is an awesome choice. Every, every
1: piece of music, I agree. It's, it, it's really... It's got a great uh, soundtrack. Um, anyway, I, I won't go through all these, but the one that I wanted to uh, no. call out is John Cena's one... I think the best line delivery of John Cena in the movie in terms of com- uh, comedy is... Um, you know he's talk, they're talking about what he would do for to to oh, secure peace or whatever I and have the, this beach piece. beach full of i mean uh, it's, i don't, I don't. <laughs> I uh, hope you have the same line that I do. Probably, because then Rat Catcher's like, why Why would someone put
0: penises all over the beach? He's just like, who knows why mad men do what they do? That, it's um, I don't have a ton of little details. So good. I'm glad you highlighted it, because who knows why <laughs> mad men do what they do? First of all, actually, the line written itself is awesome, yes. and I do think John Cena... such a a funny it's very underplayed it's such a funny (laughs) delivery because I completely believe that he he believes that that's a plausible
1: scenario it it actually perfectly fits his character because it's like he doesn't (laughs) he's so sure who who knows what madmen do with things He's so sure about his the rightness of his cause that anybody oh, yeah. who would do anything other than what he thinks he yeah. does he's not he has no intellectual curiosity about why you know people do bad things you know
0: why would someone do this well, who
1: knows what people do what they do
0: What madmen do what they do <laughs> oh thank you for making me laugh and I'm jealous that you took one of my notes but that's okay because it. It, it was one of the highlights i wanted to highlight for yeah, sure yeah it was one of the one of my favorite lines in this movie. Yeah what's funny is i i feel like that that joke too is i don't know a lazier way or less well written is actually the joke is about like the penises and yeah. eating them or whatever that's what's great i actually think is that to me that actually wouldn't be that funny if that was the punchline or whatever his the <laughs> It's Who knows why madmen do what they yeah. do? Oh, way, way
1: funnier. But it's it's James. It's it's him. It's James Gunn digging past just the kind of like the crass surface, sexual yeah. joke into the psychological of like <laughs> this is really getting into his character as far as like his motivation. Like his his whole worldview is summed up in like not only would he do this thing, he would. <laughs> he seems like
0: it's completely plot. Yeah, right. <laughs> who knows. There's all kinds of crazy scenarios I can't even come up with. Well, because he doesn't he
1: has, care. Because he's so incapable of understanding the motivations of of people who have a different point of view from him. That's really what is at the core of this joke and why it's so brilliant. It's like, it's oh, it's it's so funny. Anyway, I got two more that just. yeah okay. These are just tiny little moments, and it was it, when they're um, interrogating a thinker on the roof, and they're just you know, there's this stuff about like oh, if you do this and this, you die. It's like yeah. oh, that's stuff's fine, but then later when. They're going into their plan, and then just out of nowhere, Harley just goes, "I am walking back and forth." <laughs> just, I found that very funny. And then the last one is uh, the whole Milton thing when um, they talk about. It, but it's 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 specifically it's uh, uh, Polka Dot Man, and he's just like he's the only one who cares about Milton. Yes! And, and, and then he just goes like, "Now look at him, he's." dead. (laughs) And I don't know why that (laughs) makes me laugh so much. Yeah, it's the delivery. It's just...
0: He's so sad, but also just like, I don't know, he's dead. Yeah, I... The, the fact that, too, that he's having this, that even, even Bloodsport, he was still with us. That, <laughs> right. At but least I, he remembered who he was. He did at least <laughs> remember who he was and that, yes, that was his name, but I do like that even he's like, oh. And, and what's funny <laughs> is. That, like, why would he come along with us? What's funny is that I actually agreed with. <laughs> of course <Bloodsport>. he's right. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't have any of the. Why is. But. Polka dot man is defending. No, he's like, hey, I liked him. He was a nice guy. He was trying to help us. But at the same time, Bloodsport's logic is he was still with us? That was really, really careless yeah. of him. Yeah, he clearly doesn't have any of the skills or abilities that he was
1: In hindsight, it's really funny. Earlier there's this the big hero shot where they're coming out of the mist. It's raining, and they're coming out of the yeah. mist. And the first time you watch this, you're basically you're only focused on the heroes of the show. But way off to the side. It's Milton. Is Milton just kind of walking along? It's like, oh <laughs> He's it's definitely been
0: there. He's been part of the team the I whole know. time. It's, it's very careless on his part to be part of the team all the way through. Yeah, he should have done what Bloodsport says. I thought he just gave us a ride. Well, it
1: seems like so, people—they were so like not—they—they they so forgot about him. Like they didn't give him any orders. He was just like, I guess I'll come along. No one's told me not to. That's
0: probably what it is. He's like, well, I guess I gotta keep going.
1: <laughs> no one told me to go home, so I was, um, you know,
0: they need my. Help. I'm still on the clock. Yeah. Anyway, what do you got? So I'll, I'll, f- I'll. Circle back to Peacemaker, and actually another that I another line that I don't think is as good, but still good. I love during the sequence when they're doing the de well, I guess it's briefing, not debriefing. The briefing, yeah. Peacemaker is you, know, you know most of them if they're paying attention, like their feet are up. Peacemaker is taking detailed notes. Oh, I yeah. mean, he is like writing down everything. But then it does set up for. the, <laughs> for his, I think John Cena's delivery. Starfish is slang for butthole. Do you think that in any way, shape, or form is relevant? Yeah. So I loved that he, to his character, he is a straight line. Yeah. This is my mission. I'm going to take everything detailed knows. The rest of them could care less. He truly <laughs> thinks that it might
1: impact the mission. It's like <laughs> this might help our mission if we make some kind of connection. Right. Like he's not joking. He's not. He's not trying to be a smartass.
0: I, no, I don't think he is. Right. Um, I thought Cena's delivery was great. And I, you know, because it's set up before that. There's one thing that didn't land. Like, I I get what they were going with the overhead projector. Right. But, like, I didn't actually think it was funny, but it was okay because it was followed up almost immediately with. With peacemaker talking about starfish being slang for
1: butthole. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All hundred
0: percent. I mean, the the, the whole. Like, and I think in that it's it's either before or after that it also has King Shark. Hand. <laughs> yes,
1: no, no way yes. that is your hand.
0: <laughs> yeah, Waller's j- just having to tolerate
1: this. All of them. Yeah, all of them. Because um, yeah, even like uh, Bloodsport isn't really asking questions. He's just like, let's just get through this. <laughs> right, right. I
0: don't care about
1: any of this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree about the overhead projector. Like, that's one thing of just like, you know, this perspective that I feel like the movie has even as much as the characters were just like, ugh, millennials. Like, you know, I, I just don't think it's, it's, you know, that, that, that territory has been well mined in recent years as far as like, it's like generational, like, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, she doesn't know what an overhead projector is. It's like, yeah, why would, why
0: should she? Like, is that supposed not to be? Not just millennials. The joke? There's probably, you know, you and I are kind of on the cusp where right. overhead projectors were almost being, oh, definitely obsolete. PowerPoint took over a long time ago.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's not even. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that joke is like ten years too late, yeah, basically. Whatever.
0: Um, you know, I, I'm not be, looking to be overly critical of that. I actually more wanted to highlight that it's a great save, kind of like coming right out of that, something that I didn't think landed as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the movie trying to establish who these characters are and, you know, like what their deal is going to be. Uh, okay, so, well, I mean, you don't want to be uh, too critical, but I my next note is some, is some criticism. And okay. it's, um, in particular, one thing that annoyed me once I noticed it, and I think this is just, you know, sometimes I just start to see like a particular director's tricks. It's just like ah, they've got their bag of tricks and they go to this well all the time. And once I notice it, um, like Wes Anderson, I love Wes Anderson. I loved Wes Anderson movies. His first three or four, you know, like Brushmore, uh, yeah, and Roll Ten and, and, and uh, Palm. Still, I, I think it's great. But the way that every shot is like ninety degrees, everything's at a ninety degree angle. Either two people are st- either perfectly in profile or they're staring straight at the camera, and there's no no. And just it annoys me now because I just notice Noticed it. it too much, um, right. and I think for for gun it is the the over reliance on cutting music on a comedic moment where okay. it'll just be like Bang, nah. I, I've got a list of I think I've got nine of them, and like nine times nine <laughs> times he cuts the music on a joke, and it just now that I've noticed it, I, I it annoys me. So like uh, when uh, let's see where's the first one. Um, it's like you know, in, it, we talked about it in Guardians of the Galaxy too, where there's a moment at the end where Mantis gets hit in the head, and Dave Bautista's like, "Mantis, look out!" After she's already been hit, <laughs> and it, I, I know what happens there too, where the music cuts out, and yeah. at the time it didn't bother me because I hadn't noticed it. Uh, okay, yeah. So when Weasel lands in the in the ocean, does anybody and, check if he could swim? Right, but it's like da da da, it's exciting music, and then Weasel lands, and then it's just silence. It just cuts the music out. It happens there. It happens when TDK's arms detach, and it's just—it's. I think it's the same piece of music. And his arms are floating towards the the, <laughs> the enemy, and then it's just like boom, 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 and the music cuts. Um, I won't go through all nine, but I mean, it's. Well, I, I guess I have eight, uh, but it happens eight times in this movie. That's a lot. Some of them are are, are funny when it's when. Uh, what, are, what are the ones that land? How about that? Okay, the ones that land. Um. Uh. When they're preparing to break out, Harley Quinn not realizing she's broken herself out. Um, and they're like, oh, uh, the polka man's like, oh, no one's coming. And then it's just cut, cut to King shark bird.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of focus of birds in this movie too. There's a focus on birds. Oh, oh yeah. I guess. Cause yeah. Cause that the president's opens, got his birds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it true.
0: opens with the bird getting killed. And then uh, ironically a bird feasting on yeah, Michael yeah, Rooker's yeah. head. So whatever. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't realize there
1: was so much. Um, but yeah, it, 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 cuts. I mean, I just find that funny cause partially I just think Stallone's, you know, <laughs> his voice acting in this movie is, it is great. Frequently very funny. Um, let's see. And then I think that's the only one that I, Oh, and then it, 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 it cuts this song out and then cuts back in when Harley and, uh, the uh, el presidente, the el presidente, they have their little date. Yeah. If you're lonely, and then there's like a little a brief scene where they're just talking, and she's like, "You're so freaking hot," and like, you know, they they, you know, start start uh, going at it, and it cuts right back. If you're lonely, it, it works for me because it's the exact same piece of music. music. Yeah. So I, 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 those are the two moments that work. But javelin's death, is like you know, it does it there where it's, it's a dramatic moment. It's like, Carry it far, and then carry you know, for what? Smack for who? Yeah, smacking face, him right? on the face. Like the music cuts out there. He does this a lot. It's
0: it. It's I haven't noticed 200. it, so now I'll probably notice. It. Thanks for pointing it out. So anyway. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think segue you into another one of your lists. I'm assuming since you said you have every line of his dialogue, I I want <laughs> That's what I have next. In okay, fact. perfect. So I think probably my my favorite sequence has to be talking about how. <laughs> He's gonna be able to wear a disguise. That's my favorite.
1: It's, it's it's the most dialogue he has in any scene, and it's definitely the, the funniest
0: it, part. I know that it's probably less is more, and if you got more from King Shark, it probably wouldn't be funny. That said, this sequence, fake mustache. <laughs> I love his delivery of fake mustache. Every line is funny because it, it starts. My word, wear, a disguise. I wear a disguise.
1: Like you're a shark. Like the fact that he thinks yes, throughout this whole level thing, of
0: disguise would work.
1: <laughs> no, but to me, it, it's it's. He's got four lines of dialogue in this movie. They're all in this scene. They're all... <laughs> every one of them is funny. Yes, yeah, <laughs> see? That's my favorite one. It's like, you know, I, I wear a disguise. Oh, you're gonna
0: wear a disguise, huh? See? And I'm pretty sure somewhere in the background is a piece he's learning Spanish. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> But then they continue to make
1: fun of him. He's just like, fake mustache. And then they're like, oh, they're doing other stuff. And meanwhile, he's put his finger in front of his, nose, his yes. snout or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. That's, even if that had worked, I would just, he would just look like a, a giant shark with a fake mustache. And he's just like, he just screams oh. an obscenity and fucks off. Yes. That's you, the, you the didn't want thing. the
0: to, the fine of the verbal morality statute for that one. I that's understand.
1: too much. I gotta bleep that. I it's too much work. He shouts the f word and marches Fair enough.
0: off. Um, yeah, that entire sequence yes, is gold. So I, I will let you now segue into yours. But well, I have for, it all, for, all. eighteen
1: lines. If you want to go through them, I mean, I, every I'd say eighty percent of these fake lines. Fake mustache. Fake mustache.
0: It reminds me, Bullet
1: Man. Fake mustache. That's what, it's, it, raises, it begs the question: Do you think Stallone? is trying to do a voice or is this just like okay just just be really dumb like is it is it more it's hard to tell if he's tr- doing a kind of a a I, cartoony voice or I this I don't is think just so. how I, he sounds I yeah.
0: no i think he was just trying to just be you know a big oaf is what <laughs> yeah. he was going for yeah whether he's trying or not i don't care that that into i wanted more from king shark from oh, I'm hopeful.
1: Gee. I'm hopeful now that James Gunn is head of DC. The King Shark uh, series here it comes. I mean, Stolen's doing TV now. With, yes,
0: uh, what's the show? I'm watching it. Uh, it's on
1: Amazon, I think, right? Uh, Tulsa King. Yeah.
0: Oh no, it's not on Amazon. It's on some. Uh, it's on Paramount. Plus, Paramount Plus. Which is
1: I'm watching it through Amazon, so that's why I said gotcha. yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Tulsa King's pretty good, and this is not the time to get into it. I don't know if we'll ever get into it. It's a sh- Damn, we don't <laughs> we don't usually do TV shows. Too much of a commitment. But anyway, right. uh, it's pretty good. It's it's. Fine. Anyway. Uh, so you want to go through all these lines? Sure, why not? So yeah, I mean, first of all, is the in the prison, he's reading the book, which is immediately hilarious. <laughs> yes. Book read, he says. And then, <laughs> but to me, it's the second line where he's like, so smart me. Enjoy books so much.
0: <laughs>
1: like, he's just putting on airs. He just wants people to think that he's so smart. That's
0: perfect putting on airs is right.
1: Yeah, he's a big dumb shark. and He's just like, look how sophisticated me
0: am. <laughs> Uh, it's really funny uh, and i ca- i love too that it sets up because i mean you kind of expect you know peacemaker john cena to be a big you know a big oaf in himself so it's actually great then to have that he's got somebody to like look down the bottom look at this <laughs> reading it upside down what an idiot yeah that's true that's a good point it it takes the pressure off a
1: of cena's character a lot does. yeah um so yeah we talked about her and that's good and then when he tries to eat uh the uh, Rat Rat Catcher too. First of all, I love they they cut to him like he's he's about to eat her and they cut to him, and it's like a cartoon pose.
0: <laughs> it's it's so like a it's funny. it's like Tom and
1: Jerry, yeah. It's like it's like Tom about to eat Jerry and he's yes. caught. Um, but then he goes hungry, and I also love it's not a line of dialogue the noises that that uh, Stallone makes when he's being cornered by rats. He's just like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> God, I don't. Something about a disembodied Stallone voice. We don't. I mean, I don't know. Bullet Man didn't do it for me as much. More than a feeling. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, for sure. Um, God, what's the name? of that Zookeeper. One? Zookeeper uh, did it for me as far as like.
0: Uh, Stallone's I can't the lion. hear that song now without hearing Stallone.
1: <laughs> More than a feeling. You have to imagine a lion singing. <laughs> that's the, That's the key um okay and then they talk about he's like oh, i know friends that's that's the end of that poor scene. sad yeah yeah he's a very sad character which is is interesting um and then he offers to carry rat catcher when she's tired i'm done uh i'm not gonna go through all these bird we already talked about and then he makes peacemaker out of uh plastic <sighs> explosive peacemaker yes um no but to, to me the 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 other part that I loved, even though I thought it was kind of a distraction and kind of just slowing the movie down or he may, he, he sees the weird alien fish, yes,
0: whatever they were,
1: whatever they were. I don't know if we need to get into, I had, I had questions, but then I was like, ah, this is not worth, we don't know the answer They're Well,
0: oh, we well, still have a devil's advocate coming up. So. Okay.
1: Well, we can talk about it if you want to, but I, I chose not to include that, that okay. question. Um, but yeah, new dumb friends. <laughs> and he's just guffawing and <laughs> it's <laughs> just so funny. Um, and then, um, Oh, and then that's it for a while, and then finally, when when uh, they're, they defy Waller, and they're going back to fight the big starfish, and he's like, "Where go, friends?" and just follows them, and that's basically it. And the rest of it's all nom nom, monster, monster. nom nom. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's that's basically everything he says.
0: All right, so you you did cover one of mine, but I I still want to highlight it that he I I my note says in a little detail that. King Shark makes a mean Peacemaker out of plastic explosives, and all I could think of was Fusilli Jerry the <laughs> entire true, yes. time from Seinfeld, it's Fusilli Jerry. Because there is something ironic, right, about explosives, Peacemaker is a pretty explosive, destructive person. Yeah, so just, just like Fusilli Jerry, he, like found, he found the right materials. The right material for the character. Why Fusilli? Because you're silly. Cuz
1: yeah, I mean, why, why plastic explosives? Because he's explosive. Absolutely. I mean, f- considering that he's got these those big webbed hands, like that's a very he, delicate he, he, thing. He did a really good he job. He did a great job. I mean, I, I would have been impressed if I was. I mean, Peacemaker does say it's very nice.
0: You know, he, <laughs> he, he actually kind of tolerates it. Because <laughs> uh, again, he wants to stay on mission. That's the other thing too. He's like, yes, it's very nice, but we've got we got work <laughs> yeah. to do here. Well, also he's on a time he's on a clock because he's got to get down in the he's basement. Got two, and, yeah, he's got two jobs. He's to got to do. He do his other job for sure.
1: Um, okay, I, there's one line of dialogue I want to talk about, which, I mean, I'm sure it, you know what they mean, but when you actually look at the the actual it's like text of what um, Waller's saying, says Waller, and she's talking to uh, Savant, and she's like, we're a black ops unit, which means nothing you see here ever happened. Which I feel like is a step beyond, like, disavowing, like, we had nothing to do with... No, it never happened. You know, if a foreign government's like, hey, did you send this guy in? No, no, no nobody showed up. I don't up.
0: understand what you're saying.
1: No, it's like... That didn't happen. Hey, this guy came into our country. It didn't happen. <laughs> it's not like we don't know who he There's is. There's a no. video of a giant starfish <laughs> destroying It no, never it happened. Didn't. <laughs> didn't you see the object? It never happened. Yeah, it's the ultimate gaslighting, where it's the it never... Nothing you see here ever happened. <laughs> You know what they, You know what she means, but yes. I just found it like a funny way to
0: phrase that. Uh, I only have really like one more, eh, maybe two, but so I, I don't want to cut you short. I have two more. All right. Um.
1: So yeah, and then one of them is just kind of uh, uh, noticing because when, uh, when Harley Quinn gets on the helicopter and Boomerang is like, "Oh, I, how come you're in prison again?" I just like, "Oh, this is they've got." I didn't see Birds of Prey, but I assume based on the trailers and stuff, that she's not in prison. She's, like, loose in a b- So, I'm like, do they have to, like, account for the fact that she's now in prison again and she... Not, so oh, that's include her in the Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, it's more of a question, than, but I, uh, obviously, neither of us saw Birds of Prey. So, so we, we don't know the we answer. We don't know the answer. But I was just looking at things going like, did they put this line in to explain, that's like, a, how it, Birds of Prey presumably ended with her free as a bird and now she's in the suicide squad and the only way you get in the suicide squad is if you're in prison and they've got this leverage over you. That's interesting. It's, like it, it, it's, it's interesting how much I presumably, again, this is an assumption, but it's like, what's all the trouble to add that line when now he's probably just going to come in and blow up all the continuity. Anyway. Yeah, so Do it, it all matter. over again. Yeah, anyway. It doesn't matter.
0: All right. So my only other observation or little detail is, um, and maybe, maybe I'm trying to connect too much intellectual property but so on on flags way way out the door from from this Earth, he says, you know, Peacemaker, what a joke! And all I could think of is he's a student of the comedian. Apparently, that's not a coincidence, and we'll talk about oh, that later. Oh, excellent! I okay. think that's a deliberate
1: uh, reference to a connection that those two characters have. Okay, it's all right. right. Well,
0: yeah. it I feel like that I actually noticed something worthwhile. That's then by no, that's a that very very good observation. Very
1: very. I mean, I, it's it, we'll get into it later. I no, don't we'll get it's all get a big joke. Um. Yeah, no, that's I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, all I have, and so you're done. I'm surprised you didn't call out one particular line.
0: uh Oh no! So I mean, I have a couple of others, but a lot of it we covered, and so no, let's.
1: Well, we were doing some Seinfeld quoting earlier, and I'm I'm shocked that you did not <laughs> make sure to call out this line where um, uh, Bloodsport's daughter has gotten caught for stealing a TV watch, or you watch you watch TV on it. It's like,
0: why would you? Get, you know, that's actually arrested? An, and that's an intense exchange, and definitely like. Not what you expect to, to have oh, yeah. somebody cursing, dropping F-bombs it's, yeah, it's no, it's, at each other, parent and a child. Yeah, and she's
1: she's 16, so yeah. it's it's, a, it's an intense scene, I agree. And it's definitely not jokey in the way that a lot of this movie is. But I thought that you would connect to a Seinfeld reference because she. You know, yo, oh, you got caught for the stupid TV watch, and she goes, "It, it does other things." The Willard versus yes. Wizard.
0: I thought for sure you would call out the Willard. Oh, I blew it. You know why? Because my, I did have a note on that that I skipped, but it was more of like how intense, like the back and forth was. Oh yeah. And I do love that you don't didn't care that I was stealing. Yeah, you just kind of care that I got caught. Oh, no, and you was making something so stupid. <laughs> Next time, it does other
1: things. Yeah, the tip calculator. It's not just a tip calculator. It does other things. <laughs> Um, I'm ruined. <laughs> mine doesn't have a seven. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Huh? He's like, next time you steal something, have a look out and make sure that someone's yes. covering your back. Like He he's his, his very practical uh, advice it's, for his daughter. That, that's all. Not necessarily
0: father of the year material, however.
1: At the beginning of the movie, but presumably at the end. Yeah. You know, she's I, proud
0: of him through the TV, yes. so maybe they'll... The, the and, it was, and it was a regular TV, too. It wasn't a TV watch. She that's was watching a, it on
1: a real TV. That's a good point. They should have brought that... But she should have been watching. I mean, presumably... That was another <laughs>
0: missed opportunity. She did get caught stealing it, so she must have had to give it back. Probably. But she, that, that would have been another nice one, including the touch of death, but they have her find out watching it on a watch. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised you could have found some way. Yeah,
0: probably. All right, so this time
1: she did bring a lookout, and she was able to steal success that she learned
0: from her dad. Yeah, exactly.
1: So they both uh, are proud of each other. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, so you ready for the devil's advocate? Let's do it.
1: I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately.
0: All right. Sorry, the devil's advocate. This is the segment of the show where we uh, come up with questions that we ask one another and try to do our best to answer. Have we not been explaining <laughs> our segments up until then? <laughs> you explaining the segment? No, I'm, I'm doing Have it. You? probably. I'm just white noise to you at this point. So yes. No, no I'm busy. I'm not.
1: It's probably because I'm busy. You're just swiveling I'm, in your chair. I'm caught in the machine. <laughs> Let's go to the machine. Let's go
0: inside the machine. All right. Uh, I actually don't have a ton of questions from this movie, so this is going to be short on my end. How, but do you have a ton? I've got a couple of them we already talked about. So I All already right.
1: got like four or five, probably. All right.
0: Well, I'll let you lead off then, since so, I think I'm coming up uh, light.
1: No, that's fine. I mean, we talked a lot about the and uh, the, the big picture. Um, we covered a bunch of mine. So one thing we didn't talk about is the fact that. Hold on, that's no better. Um, one thing we didn't talk about is the fact that. If you go on this Suicide Squad mission, and I mean, obviously that's an unofficial title, the Suicide Squad, but I think I think everyone knows the score. That's like you know
0: you're very very expendable. These these are the real expendables. Yes, Um, the the actual the Expendables seem to all survive Suicide Squad. They are very expendable, (laughs) definitely. Um. So yeah. So but then if you come
1: back from the mission successfully, you only get ten years off your sentence. It's not even fully, like, you're not even fully freed.
0: All right, so that that is a fair question. So, not, that's not even my question. Oh, it's just okay. a setup. But if you want to address that before well, I get my real question. Well, first of all, I mean, all right, like, 10 years is probably light. But the problem is, is that if, if, like, the Joker is in any way, shape, or form representative of members and what they did, they're probably serving, like, multiple consecutive life sentences. Bloodsport
1: tried to kill Superman. attempted murder of Superman. That's right. He's got to have multiple life sentences for that, right? So, I mean, I know it's attempted murder. So 10 years off of one life sentence still <laughs> equals a life sentence, doesn't it? I, I mean, I, I know life sentences <laughs> don't technically mean life. I'm sure you still get 10 years off, whatever. Okay, um, sorry.
0: Go ahead and ask your actual question.
1: Well, my question is, because that seems like so not worth it. I don't care who you are, how much you hate prison, how much you know, I'd rather be dead than stuck in this place. I think that's kind of the idea. It's such a horrible hellhole of a prison. that. Yeah. But, like, for instance, we see that Waller has this leverage over Bloodsport with his daughter, where she's going to make sure she shows up in prison if he doesn't go on this mission. So my question is, does Waller have similar leverage over everyone else, or is it or some of them just coming to get 10 years off their sentence? Because that seems nuts to me.
0: Uh, so I don't know about the just the 10 years off the sentence, but I think it's represented that Bloodsport has said no and denies, is like, I'm not doing this. I would rather scrape gum off the floor. So right. she needed the leverage for him. The others, I'm not sure if they're going along for the 10 years or they just are to the point where it's like, well, th- the alternative is just worse. But I don't think that she necessarily has leverage on them. They're just choosing whether it's the 10 years or the alternative. I'm just going to sit here. I'll, I'll take my chances Okay, on the mission. Is what I
1: wasn't I sure if that was the implication because we only really know... The only character we know anything about their personal life is Bloodsport. Yes. Right? I mean, I guess yes. we know uh, about Harley's past from prior movies. movies. And, and
0: and Flag a little bit from prior movies, maybe.
1: Yeah, but I don't even know if... I don't know if you get much about his like personal life. But I mean, also, he's not... He's getting the worst of it, really, because... <laughs> He's just a soldier. Yes. He's not getting any anything off his... He's just getting he's his... He's getting paid. Yeah, he's but. just getting his salary, and that's it, and his pension. And it seems like very dangerous work. Yes. Like, I, I don't remember if they explained that in the first movie, but it's just like, oh, why would this guy... And he's in the crew that was ambushed. Well, let's get to that, because that's one of my questions. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a little farther down, but shouldn't he be more pissed off about the fact that they were clearly ambushed? I mean, granted, maybe he thinks that uh, Blackguard Sold is solely responsible, but he... he you would think suspect. I, I, it's one of my questions. Shouldn't he be more pissed that Waller, I think, clearly set them up?
0: I Yeah, the, my answer to that one is going to be a brief one. Yes, I think so. <laughs> okay.
1: It occurred to me as I was asking the question that like maybe he didn't didn't presume that Waller was behind it and it was purely Blackguard that screwed them and, and maybe that's it's, why... It's that presented
0: ha- that way but it seems very implausible that that's...
1: Yeah, he's gotta know what her deal is. I, I, again, I don't remember enough about the first movie to, I know she was in it and I think she was clear that she was up to some. she was getting into some real dirt <laughs> so I don't know, I just you would think he would at least voice it and be like well, I, you know I'm a, so I, especially because at the end he he's gonna defy orders because I'm not the government's puppet so I, was, I, I guess you know, there's a limited amount of time in this movie. You can't address every little thing, but uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of strange that they don't address it. I'm just like, yeah, it, it's, Waller sent me to an ambush. What's my next mission? Okay, I, <laughs> thanks for rescuing me. I mean, I guess she does rescue them. She sends them in to get them. That's fair. but I'm I, just over-answering my own. I'm playing my own <laughs> devil's advocate over here.
0: Okay, well, here, I'm going to ask you a question that maybe you can answer. I okay. actually think it's a short one. Uh, and I, I realize that I should not refer to him, but I'm going to anyway, as Diebeard in case people have not seen Peacemaker. But Yeah, John Economos, is I want to say? Economos, of, yes. Of all is. the names that I can remember, How do you remember that? I don't
1: remember that. Because it's such a strange name. I think it just stuck in my head. It's
0: amazing. All right, so yes, it is John Economos. <laughs> Also known as diabetes. I can't
1: explain how my brain works. Some things I remember, and some just simple things. He every made, time I'm I, literally every time I'm trying to remember Harley Quinn's name, I have to be like, "What is her name?" Harley Quinn. Are like, you serious? Yes. It takes me a second to be like, "What is it?" <laughs> but John Economos, <laughs> Don't ask me how my brain works. I need I need the thinkers, the thinker things, make my brain work good. <laughs>
0: All right, so my question about Dyebeard, John Economos. Mm-hmm. He makes this huge deal when he locates Flag. Am I good at my job or what? Is he really that good at his job because I mean, shouldn't all of them just have some level of locators on them? Even Flag that's a GPS, so locating where he is, that's that great of work? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, the
1: it's they talk about how like in the city they can't communicate and presumably can't track them.
0: In but She city, makes it clear but, that she can still pop their heads if she yes, wants to. but but they, at no point did they know that because yeah. they only knew that there must have been something because the communications were being broken up. My point is, also, they hadn't been in the city, so he's making this big deal. It's like, isn't it just a GPS unit? Am I right or wrong on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer. We haven't been playing. Okay. Uh, actually, it's not on the uh, soundboard, so I can't play it. We have no case. <laughs>
0: Um, you lost that one. It's, it's around. I'll, I'll have to add it. I just never added it. Poor Judge Dredd. Um His attorney just undermining him. We've got no case. Oh, please don't say that in front <laughs> of the jury. Yeah,
1: that's the, maybe the worst judge slash lawyer
0: in the history of film. Even more than... Uh, oh, oh, my God. Not Troy McClure. That, that, that is Lionel worse Huss than is. anything Lionel Hutz did in any episode of The It really Six. is. <laughs> For your
1: own lawyer to be like, we have no case. Just blurt it out in the middle of a trial.
0: It actually seems like more of a Lionel Hutz line.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay. we lost the case, so here's your free pizza. We won the case. That's okay. The, pizza, the box was empty. it <laughs> may be the best one. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, where were we? Who was asking what?
0: Your question is up next. Okay. Mine oh, easily answered. I had
1: no case. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what he's talking about. When He's like, I'm so good at my job. I found okay. them. Yeah either you have them on trackers or you don't right, right. It's, I don't see it seems like a pretty binary thing uh okay we talked about that we talked about that okay let's talk about this briefing that they get we talked about it a little bit um and I, one of my notes is I just love a good briefing scene I mean like I feel like briefing scenes are coming back for a long time I think movies were just like ah, that slows down the movie Like, I think Inglorious Bastards very clearly was just like putting our stake in the ground <laughs> briefing scenes are interesting let's do
0: it um, since then, I think they've, they've had... They when you've got somebody like Tarantino writing the dialogue, yes, a briefing scene can be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's no Churchill
1: in the back of the room in this case, but uh, there's a shark, so whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, my, my question is this. Do, do you think the A-team got as thorough a briefing
0: as we see here? Ooh. Okay, so I, I'm i going to answer Yes. That you got to keep up appearances. You have to keep up appearances. In particular, right? You've you've got Bloodsport assigned to the quote B team, who is a quote leader that you're not sure you can actually trust. Right. I I, I do think your earlier question of Flag should be really pissed at Waller on multiple <laughs> levels because I do think she probably had to keep up appearances with the briefing for the B team, and Flag needed to be in on that briefing. Right. If Flag wasn't in that team.
1: That the rest of them might have sniffed out, yeah. in particular Harley Quinn and Boomerang, who have been through this before. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, if he's not here, we're a... <laughs> what, we're do you, what are you, chum? Yeah, exactly. We're
0: chum for the shark. Yeah, that's, that's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so I, I assume
1: the teams don't know about each
0: other, right? Because you know the, the no, because they didn't know that the, what what's that going on over there? The explosion when you get <laughs> me? Oh, that, don't yeah. worry about that. And why are there no soldiers here? Yes, oh, we, had, we had a diversion. We had a diversion. Yeah. So no, I I think they were mutually exclusive, but I do think she had to keep up appearances because Flag clearly would have known if there wasn't a briefing, something is amiss.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Flag in particular, because it's not like he. He does escape, but it's clear he didn't
0: know what he was walking into. No, not at all. I yeah. mean, she clearly was willing to sacrifice. He should be. The more we talk this through, Rick Flag should be super pissed. Well, wait though. Oh, I mean,
1: I agree, and it's definitely. <laughs> it's it, that's why I wish it would just been addressed a little bit. Um, but no, I, now that I'm thinking it through, it seems like they're meeting each other for the first time on that helicopter, right? Because it's like, what is this? What is this werewolf? What is this weasel? <laughs> Right, like if they had had a briefing together, that's a good point. Unless talking it through, unless they had had all separate briefings, like no, in
0: small groups or something. So, I I guess then the only one that got like the mission information for the quote a team must have been Flag. Yeah, when you really think about it, yes, because no, or they just decided Weasel's not going to understand the briefing anyway, so he's just going to lick the window. So.
1: He's harmless. He's not harmless. He killed 27 children. <laughs> that's a very dark joke. <laughs> it
0: actually is a really dark yeah. joke. Uh,
1: I think that's pretty much all I
0: got. I oh, really? I we basically talked about. I've got a couple of others. All right. So I have one last one. Go all ahead. right. So I, I understand that this sequence is for co- the comedic effect of like killing all the rebels. Okay. And it was, you know, a joke that was set up that. The Suicide Squad didn't know, but he, I think there's a legitimate question: um, Shouldn't Waller know that there are re- like she's an intelligence apparatus that there are rebels in the country, sure, and that if Flag clearly wasn't taken by the Corto Maltese army because she would have known, right? Taking him back to whatever the capital was or some black site to interrogate him shouldn't. She- Shouldn't Waller know that he's in a safe place, that these are, re- re- like, not... The, the, this is a group that is not friendly to the Corto Maltese government.
1: I don't assume that she didn't. I think she did know. Because I think the rebels are just as much a threat to her
0: as this new regime that's just... You think they're just as anti-American, so... well, Somebody's got to run the country. I think bo- both... No
1: matter who's in charge of the country now... Now that uh, the old regime, whatever their name is, why... Uh, the Herrera family. Herrera that, for some
0: reason, just like you and John Economos, Herrera family is right at the front of my, my mind.
1: Like, they they were working with the U.S. government, and they were, you know, whether you want A, a puppet regime. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like the implication is they were kind of U.S. Like the,
0: I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I yeah. just actually finished watching that documentary. I did, too. That was very good. It yeah. was a very good documentary on the Iran hostage. Is very much the Shah of Iran, yeah. is what I think the... Corto Maltese, although I don't know if he was as brutal as it seemed like they were making out the Corto Maltese army to be. I think he was brutal. He was brutal, yeah.
1: It was definitely, he was, he was
0: brutal. Yes, I, he had a secret police. That's actually probably what yeah, he had no uh, aliens
1: that he was <laughs> using to... <laughs> he did not have Starro. Yeah, he was not turning his political enemies into star starfish zombies. No. Um, but he, I think he was pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, wait, what were we talking about? Before we got on this uh, tangent, so whether or not the, the, the
0: rebels, oh right,
1: yeah, I think I think because if if this new the el presidente or the general, either one of them, they want to use um, Starro the Conqueror. That's, that name was meant to, what, what did he say? That was meant to be derisive. <laughs> it is, he says. <laughs> um, I found funny. Staro the Conqueror that was meant to be their <laughs> Um but I, w- they want to use him for their own purposes. So it's basically like it's a nuclear bomb, right? They can. I mean, yeah, it's send, a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, exactly. They want to use it to become powerful. And I think the rebels, if they were to take back the government, they would, you know, have release, the same weapon. Well, they would have this. I don't think they would keep the weapon because they're kind of presented as a little more uh, noble and the kind of freedom fighters. But I think they would want to release. This is what the U.S. government was doing to our country, and they were going the to release it to the all press right, the fair. same way the flag wanted.
0: That's fair. That so they pose as much of a threat to Waller to Waller of releasing the information. So, all right, that's I fair. Think, I think she fully knew who they were because she was just going to send Peacemaker to chop them. Off. <laughs> oh man, that was
1: brutal and she's it's just brutal. But walking actually, past a sleeping I'm man. Sorry.
0: It was funny to me. It's, it's very funny. That's what I mean. Like, that seems funny the it's, first time. Only because of the competition between the two of them. And actually, I skipped it. I had one other little detail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover it anyway, because there's another Peacemaker line. Yeah, go for it. The back and forth of, nobody likes to show off, <laughs> yes. unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, that's true. And it's right. It was Elvis. He's, it's like, checkmate. Damn it. Yeah. Just-
1: <laughs> he's, he's right. Checkmate.
0: <laughs> That's, it is very funny. Um, I mean, we could,
1: we could go over funny lines all day. We yeah. we'll be here all day. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, because she, Waller makes a point to be like kill everybody, so, which you know saying earlier takes kind of the curse off of it to a degree. Right. Where the, yeah, like you said, it was there was no. They were intent. just a tool
0: of destruction. They weren't right, making I, conscious decisions.
1: But in hindsight, you go like, well, I think the reason why she was so specific is because. She didn't want them being like, "Wait, who are these people?" It's like, "No, don't worry about it. kill everybody." Because yeah, they're they're as much of a
0: threat. A... That's that's a, that's fair. I missed that. That's that's a good point. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's not clear. It's not like the movie says that, but I think no. But I,
0: I think you can e- easily make that con- jump to that conclusion. I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, that was yours. Uh, that was mine. So, have you got another? All right. I just have one last
1: question. And it's it's based on a look that Flag and Harley Quinn give each other when they're marching up to Jodenheim. Um, the big, like, you know, they're walking through the rain. And they give the,
0: they give each other a look that made me go,
1: what's going on? Is something going on between the two of them? Like, are they sleeping together? Well, it seems like okay. maybe
0: I know the look you're talking about. It was interesting. All I will say is because I like Rick Flagg. And you don't like Harley Quinn? <laughs> no, what I would say is based on all of the... Rick, you want to talk about no no joke no no pun intended red flags? Harley Quinn is a red flag, man. There oh, is yes. only downside for you, friend. <laughs> Please don't get involved. Yes, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, now the yeah, end a mess. He, he doesn't survive anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I could definitely see why that question came up because it was, it almost was to me like there was something either in the preceding movie I didn't know about or like something that was cut from this one because it did seem a little bit kind of like out of left field yeah it's a very charged look I guess they are the only two remaining characters in the first
1: movie so maybe it's just like they
0: have oh, like some level of connection it's like all right we've done this before we're gonna right.
1: you know we're gonna win again it's like um in Marvel you know black widow and uh, and uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye talking about uh, what what, town are they, what are they' talking? Budapest yeah you know it's like yeah we, we went through that last terrible movie together so we've been through a lot <laughs> maybe that's all it is but it, it's so heated it's such a heated look that it's uh it made me wonder
0: without without a doubt all right so I don't know if this one can be answered, but I'm going to make it my last one. So, at the beginning of, like, the the Starro sequence, or I guess the the break-in, Ratcatcher 2 is, you know, completely against, like, trying to, ironically, be the peacemaker or meet somebody halfway. (laughs) Uh, I don't have that. Oh, I do. Okay. There we go.
1: I can't react now the way I used to be able to. (laughs) I have to turn all the way around. I'll find a better solution. I will find a better solution for next time.
0: It, it really seemed like the drive, she was trying to keep people on task and, you know, say, trying to defuse the situation, right? And right. justifiably so. I think she was right. So, what my question to you is then, why does she then, again, no pun intended, pick up the flag for flag? I mean, I think the answer in terms of the story was it needed to set up peacemaker, you know, peacemaker versus blood sport, and for them to make that, you know, the standoff between them. Right. But like logically, why did she then all of a sudden feel the need like, oh yeah, I'm going to pick up this drive and put myself in harm's way oh, with Peacemaker. I, think, I don't get it.
1: I think it's, uh, you know, I, the Peacemaker escalated it
0: past a point of no return, right? It's almost like... But did he? Because I hit in one of my notes that I, I, I feel like, and this will go back to one of the little details I skipped. And maybe it's because I like the character and I like John Skinner's performance. I'm trying to defend him too much. I think Flag is the aggressor and the one who... He, he decides to make the choice of going off-mission. I'm not saying that it's not the right choice morally. Right. But he's the one who really escalates. Peacemaker is not looking for a fight. And they, they do try and make Peacemaker be somewhat sympathetic in the beginning. And then they get pretty brutal with one another. Yeah. But, but he does say, like, don't he, make me do this. Right. He's basically he... begging, for, like, do not make me do this. Yeah, He is not there with malice. And so My I guess my... I think I know where you're going, and my issue is I don't think Peacemaker was the aggressor. He's like, I need to make sure this is destroyed. You're taking a moral stance that you're putting me in, I think, like, in, at least in Peacemaker's view, a no-win position. I either don't do what Waller told me to do, or I've got to engage with you that I don't want to do. Well, and I, so why I, would Rhett Catcher then pick that up and say, like, I, I'm going <laughs> to continue this when it clearly didn't end well for Rick Flagg.
1: I think prior to Flag being killed, she could she had the luxury of not having to take a side. Right, she's not being forced to take a side. She could it's it's you versus you, and I am not going to involve myself. And then the instant that Flag is dead, and she's forced to make the decision now, I have to choose a side. I either have to hand it over, make the choice to hand it over. She can't. She, she can't wash just, her hands of it either way. Really, no though?
0: What. She could just destroy it herself. Or are you saying that's effectively then taking Peacemaker's side? Yeah,
1: she's taking a side. She either gives it to Peacemaker and takes that side, or she runs and does what she actually does. Take, she's she, But prior to that, I know what you're saying, where she's just like trying to defuse, but she, she has the luxury of not being forced to take a side until Flag is dead, and then she's got the thing. And okay, I think it's just... She had to make a choice, and that's the choice she made. And, you know, she could have easily made the other choice. I, I don't think she necessarily is set up... I mean, she's set up to be a very moral character. And early, Earlier in the movie, there's a whole thing where she... You know, after King Shark almost eats her, she chooses to kind of yes. make friends
0: with him. And yes. says something about, like... She easily is the most heroic, you know, kind of from the start. Well, I think the line she has... I don't remember the exact line,
1: but she has a line there that really probably explains her her decision at the end, where she's just... You know, uh, I think it's Peacemaker saying, like, you're great. Both of them. I think both Peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport are just like, why are you making friends? with? This? He tried to eat you. He's going to try again. You know, and she's just <laughs> He's like... He's a shark. Yeah. And she says something like, I, if I die because I chose love, that would make it okay. Or, so, you know, something like yeah. that. So I think it's just, that's her character is, you know, she's she thinks that this is the right thing to do. And,
0: and you're probably right, because they, they established that of them, of all of the Suicide Squad, she clearly is the one... Who does not deserve the sentence that you know she she necessarily has, particularly to be yeah. in like that terrible prison? Well, so, I think it, it's all—it's a prison specifically for superpowered people, right? And she is superpowered, and she did she, rob a bank using the rats, right? She's so, not superpowered though; she just has a machine. And if she doesn't have that machine anymore, then she can't do anything. So it seems a little unfair for her to be. I, you think so? I, I didn't interpret that. I thought she had some kind of in, inherent power that the thing like focuses. No, because I think she says that her dad, you know, um, not. Not to be confused with what we do in the shadows and so many other things that he's in. Well, speaking, you were talking about Harley
1: Quinn uh, fatigue. I'm getting Taika Waititi fatigue. I, I, I think you know he's obviously barely in this movie, and he has a he, his line were about the rats and oh, if rats can have purpose. The lowliest creature. Yeah. yeah, that actually gets to me. I think you know, good job, Taika. Last Thor movie, not so it's a good job. You yeah, know? So
0: Thor four. Maybe sorry. That's, maybe that's the one that you and I disagreed. I I really like that. movie.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember us talking about it. Okay. I, I didn't like it at all. That's fine. Um, but he's also just in everything now. It does feel. I, like I watched that pirate show, which is like, yeah, I like this, but I'm just sick of him. Pirate show. Uh, oh, our I, flag you know, means death.
0: Yeah, I, I actually have not watched it. I, I,
1: it's a very good show, but I just, I, I'm, I've had enough of Tyka. If he was not in the show, I would have liked him more, I and mean, that's just the honest truth. Okay,
0: so I, I do think that maybe part of it is because she's the most, you know, moral of all of the, you know, other than maybe flag. Yeah, maybe think, that makes sense, and that's the explanation. I, I just think that's all it is. It just clearly, although in the end she winds up being. Her her power winds up being the one that's the most overpowering. So if she really wanted to, it seems like she could make quick work of Peacemaker if she was able to make quick work of Star. Well I mean not quick work. But if she was able to take down Starro, she clearly could have taken down Peacemaker. Well, he took her thing. So I guess that... Uh, oh, that did he? Proves, All right, I missed that.
1: That proves your point that she doesn't have any inherent power. Because, Got yeah. it.
0: No, I, I do think... Because I think she said my dad taught me how to use the machine. Because yeah. he, he built the machine that controls the rats. She, she runs from him and she
1: turns to start to use it. And right as it's starting to glow, he like snatches it away that's from right, her. That's right.
0: I forgot about that. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, so that's... All but right. I agree. She, she kind of is the most powerful. And ultimately, I think... You know, and it, look, it's a hard problem to solve. I don't know how you solve this. But at the end of the day, you didn't need most of that team to defeat Starro. We didn't really talk about it in the plot. But it's just like, King Shark has nothing to do, really. Go bite his arm. Like, that's not doing anything, really. But
0: the, th- but the thing is, the, the squad was assembled not to defeat Char- Starro. It was, a s- yeah. it was to go to destroy the evidence. But you're right. In the end, I mean, they wrote the script. They knew that there was going to be a... It would have
1: been nice if they all had something to do. King Shark has nothing to do. But the way uh, Polka Dot Man goes out, we didn't talk about that really. But it's, uh, we're not—we're in the wrong segment. Well, no,
0: we'll, we'll come up with a
1: body count here soon. So okay, uh, yeah, we can say. It Remind me to bring uh, come yeah. back because I, I didn't like that, and that's another moment where the music cuts out. He has this big heroic moment, da da, da and then <laughs> done. Doesn't even get to finish the line. He's a joke death. Well, after everything, like yeah, that's, that's why I mean, like for the most part, I like it. But there's just some, it, there's like this. Undercurrent of unnecessary cynicism. It's like you know, like I don't mind dark humor and stuff like that, but just like I was, I want, I was, you know, rooting for this guy and
0: to kill him on a joke. I, I hear you because he, he was. I, I, I'm not sure I was rooting for all of them, but yeah, Dot Man, I think you were, and yes, it is because most of the squad. That's the ironic thing is most of the squad survives. You think Peacemaker's gone, but he's not by the very end. Most of it survives. Dot Man. He's such a sad
1: character, and like he, he, gets very few heroic moments. He gets, I mean, half the time that his heroic moments are just like, ugh, like everyone's like grossed out by it. He accidentally <laughs> blows up the thing too soon, right? Like yep. he has all these. He's he's kind of inept, and he finally gets his heroic moment, and uh, just he gets it's, squished by Starro. Yeah, Star it's, like, man, it really. It, 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 it. I'm not a fan of that.
0: All right, so I think that's that's it for the Devil's Advocate. Are you ready for the Silk? Cozart
1: corner. Let's do it. I think I figured out a way for me well, to... Both
0: of y'all. yes, y'all back
1: to see There we go. That kind of works. I can kind of reach and keep my mouth near the microphone. <laughs>
0: We're figuring it out. Well, the this one you have space. to explain because this is your moment.
1: Yeah, so this is the Silk Cozart Internet Research uh, Corner. This is where I take a deep dive in on the internet uh, into some topic that the movie made me curious about, which right. is named after Silk Cozart, the actor and eraser. So, but you have to. It's part of this segment
0: is you guess whether or not I bothered to do it or not. I am very hopeful. I'm going to guess that you did it, mostly because I think you tipped your hand based on a comment from me earlier. In that's the true. I did, I did tip my hand. I did do it. I did. I mean, I had plenty of time. but That's never been <laughs> I love a the issue fact before that on this show. It has turned into uh, Mike. One of the games is that you have to determine whether or not I did this segment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look sometimes it's not there's nothing interesting I mean,
0: it's, and that's fair because my technology flamed out in this episode so it's fair
1: well okay so i mean I, I was curious about some of these characters whether or not they were real dc characters what their deal is in the comics um you know i'm not i have a lot of information here i'm not going to get into too much detail i'm just going to focus on the things that i thought were Either interesting or just silly, because a lot of, obviously, a lot of these characters are very silly, and you can imagine their origins in, you know, 1940s, 50s, whatever comics get even sillier. So so let's start with Amanda Waller. Um, One thing I did find funny was, uh, she's basically the same, you know, this is pretty true to the comics, uh, but it says, Waller's commonly associated with the fictional government agencies Checkmate and Argus, A-R-G-U-S. So, Checkmate is just a... It's like the CIA, but everything's chess-themed. It seems really silly. Okay. Like, you're either a knight or a queen or a pawn or, you know, like, you have, like, a role. It seems very dumb. Um, but then Argus, I thought, was very funny because they keep changing the, what it stands for, I guess, the over the course of decades. <laughs> so, first it was the armed revolutionaries governing under secrecy. <laughs> then it became the Anonymous Ranger Group of the United States. <laughs> then stupid advanced research group uniting superhumans and then finally in uh the, on the arrow tv show green arrow show yeah. uh the acronym stood for advanced research group united support those are all dumb those really bad. i mean obviously backwards it's like oh it's called it argus what does it stand for let's figure it's like uh, it's like specter in james bond yes special executive for counterintelligence yes. terrorism <laughs> we'll just fill it in later yeah I think that's it. Counterterrorism, revenge, extortion. Yes. <laughs> it's that's worse than any of these. Um okay, and then apparently CCH Pounder played her an animated stuff. I oh. I, I had not know that. Okay, Savant. <laughs> so um Okay. Poor Michael Rooker really got a bum deal from us. We, I agree. Well, let's talk God, about, no. I'll read most of this then to make up for it. So Brian Durlin, better known as Savant, is the spoiled heir to an enormous fortune. Savant had moved to Gotham City to become a self-styled vigilante. However, after Batman discouraged his involvement in vigilantism because of his lack of care to protect others, he turned his own formidable computer skills into a profitable blackmailing business. Like his namesake, he is a genius. However, due to a chemical imbalance, he exhibits a nonlinear memory and seems to be quite forgetful. Hey, I can relate to that. Remember Sammy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to that point. I, I should probably see a doctor. I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming... <laughs> Am not, I going
0: to come over soon and you're going to have just tattoos of key information starting, on your arms? It's starting to get to the point where it's not funny anymore. Uh, okay, he is one of
1: the villains sent to retrieve the, quote, get-out-of-hell-free card... <laughs> from the secret 6. <laughs> so, okay. This is all from Wikipedia. Wikipedia did not have an entry for the Get Out of Hell Free Card. I was like, I got to oh, find man, out. I
0: really want to know
1: more about it. <laughs> let me let me read to you. This is ver- verbatim the text from the DC Fandom Wiki, right? This is the dedicated DC Wiki. <laughs> Quote, "The Get Out of Hell Free Card is a powerful magic card that does exactly what it says." <laughs> That's the entire entry.
0: <laughs> DC I have, Comics. I have so many questions. I know.
1: I assume it's just when you die, it's just like, oh, we don't care how bad or horrible of a person you are. Uh, who, who makes the card? I mean, I assume some kind of, you know.
0: Where do you keep such card? That's true. Can you lose it? Is it, just, is it negotiable? Is it
1: transferable? There, are, I have so many questions. I mean, I'm not curious enough to find the comic. And here's and the
0: thing. Well, like, what if I died and like, I didn't go to hell? Does does that mean the card is then worthless? Can I turn it in for something? There's a oh, lot. Oh, good questions. question. What, what if I didn't well, need it? In Monopoly, if you hold the Get Out of Jail Free card, you never go to jail. You just hold onto it forever.
1: Like, yes. So I guess you're just walking around heaven, like, hey, look, I didn't even need this. Check I'm, this out. I'm
0: better than the rest of you. I completely wasted this. <laughs> this went to waste. I could have done whatever I wanted and got out of hell and still got here. But I got here without the card. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm better than you. That seems
1: like real moral hazard. There, you're just incentivizing bad behavior. I've got this get out of hell free card. I can do I whatever can do I want. Anything I want. Yeah, that seems like a bad precedent. All right, I can walk up
0: to some rebels and just chop them up like
1: this. <laughs> it is interesting that it says Savant was one of the villains sent to retrieve the get out of hell free card from the Secret Six, but it doesn't say if he did or who got it. Or you know, I, I'm sure there's a whole story. Uh, okay, flag. Uh, okay, this is the part that I copied. It just, it just made me laugh. Young Rick headed a new public team. I and mean, this is this, within a wall of text. This is the part that I I copied out. Run, young Rick headed a new public team, which included his girlfriend, Karen Grace, Dr. Hugh Evans, and Jess Bright. In one tragic mission in Cambodia, they were pursued by a Yeti. Evans Bright, <laughs> <laughs> Evans, Bright, and the Yeti fell into a crevasse, presumably to their deaths.
0: What's funny is the stuff you're reading as much is as bonkers and as weird as the characters were in this movie. This oh. stuff is even more oh. out there. I think that's the thing. I think that's why uh,
1: James Gunn's probably the best fit for DC is because he understands that like, this universe is insane. Just lean into <laughs> it. Stop pretending like it's <laughs> not A insane. Yeti. A Yeti. I was I was over enunciating A Yeti. Uh, okay, so that's Rick Flag in the comics. That's one adventure he got in. Captain Boomerang a.k.a. George Digger Harkness. I don't know why he needs another uh, (laughs) (laughs) nickname. He's already Captain Boomerang. Uh, Okay. So from Wikipedia, Amanda Waller, the squad's commanding officer, characterized Captain Boomerang as, quote, a jerk and a screw-up. This was not an undeserved reputation, as among other things, Harkness simply watched as his teammate (laughs) Mindboggler was shot in the back. (laughs) Even while he could have easily saved her. Parenthesis, Mindboggler had earlier used her mind-manipulating abilities on Harkness to shut him up when he was verbally abusing another team member. Uh, He also manipulated another team member, Slipknot, spelled like the band, I didn't know, (laughs) that. maybe the band is named after this character, into running away from the action just to see if the explosive bracelets on the squad members really (laughs) would activate if he attempted to escape. (laughs) Uh, and then it says Harkness revealed a deep patriotism for his home country of Australia, though his countrymen did not care for him at all, and a tremendous and had a tremendous fear of being laughed at. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, who knew he was such a you know Australian patriot? Okay, blackguard. Let's see. There was no Wikipedia entry for blackguard. I had to go to the con- I had to go to. That con- why you City. thought he was made up. Yes, but I, I, apparently not. Is there anything interesting here? Not really.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, Sorry, Pete Davidson.
1: I'm skimming. Okay, Mongal. I know I want to cover Mongal because uh, we talked about uh, Harley Quinn basically being Ms. Pac-Man to the Joker. Mongal is Ms. Pac-Man to an even less uh, well-known and interesting character. So, Mongal. uh, Okay, Mongal is the older daughter to the ruler of War World, Mongol the Elder and the twin sister of Mongol Jr. So Mongol is like an alien Mongol, right? It's based on like Genghis Khan. Yeah. And she's Mongal, right? So <laughs> literally just it's it's the lady version. Yes. Um, she and her brother first appeared and tried tried to kill Superman for dishonoring their father. Later Jr would kill his sister calling family a weakness. <laughs> Jeez! Well, it sounds like she got it even worse in the comics than she got it in this movie. Yes. Uh, okay, javelin. Olympic athlete turned criminal slash mercenary. His skill and an arsenal. Of comic Vine is written terribly. His skill and an arsenal of javelin based trick weapons such as arsenals and green arrows, trick arrows. That was. I don't think there was a verb in that sentence. <coughs> anyway, verbs are optional. <laughs> Apparently, for Comic Vine. Okay, TDK. Uh, Oh, yes, we have to cover TDK. This version, okay, this is exclusive to this movie. This is a made-up character, but this... That makes sense, because it's so absurd. No, wait. (laughs) Uh, Exclusive to the continuity of the DC Extended Universe, and is an adaptation of a character named Arm Fall Off Boy. (laughs) All hyphenated. Arm, Not Fallout Boy. No. Fall off boy. Arm a fall off boy. The, the original character was created by Gerard Jones and Kurt Swan. First appeared. In, I don't know why I read that. Arm fall off boy has the ability to t- detach his own limbs, which he th- can then use as blunt weapons. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay, here we go. <clears throat> matter eater lad. Matter eater lad claims. That Arm Fall-Off Boy gained his powers through carelessness while holding the anti-gravity metal element 152. But he may have not been serious. DC Comics. (laughs) Oh
0: my god. Arm Fall-Off Boy. Arm
1: Fall-Off Boy. So TDK isn't even as crazy as... uh... Arm Fall-Off Boy will have to fight our way out. Are you
0: ready? Yes. (laughs) Arm Fall-Off Boy will have to fight our way out. Seamless. (laughs) Actually, kind of seems even better.
1: Arm <laughs> oh, fall off, boy. <laughs> What's funny about the idea of arm fall off, boy, is it doesn't sound like he has control over it. Oh. It says his arms come off and he can use them as blunt instruments. So just randomly, oh, whoops, my arm fell off. I guess I better hit it's my. Like,
0: it's like uh, rigs with the dislocated shoulder. Just right. <laughs>
1: will just be in a fight and his arm will fall off. I'll be like, oh, I guess I'll pick it up and use it. <laughs> God, DC comics are they're so crazy. Oh, that is awesome. Okay, um, let's see. Weasel. Uh, John Monroe, the weasel, was a former co- colleague of physicist... Uh, as a student, he was an unremarkable and unlikable man in which he endured the disrespect sent from by his peers who referred to him as, quote, weasel. This drove him to be very bitter and insecure. This is from the DC He's a lot different
0: than... Uh...
1: Well, I'm not clear if that's before or after he became a weasel. Oh. Because I think he was transformed somehow Through into something. a weasel. Yeah, it doesn't say. Or, or I didn't copy it, or I didn't care. <laughs> uh, okay. Blood sports. Let's see. Okay. Well, this is one thing I want to read. Just There's nothing that like funny or silly here, but it does explain one thing in the movie. Okay. Bloodsport, uh, he wore a device which enabled him to teleport any weapons to himself from an undisclosed location. So, he has, like, those guns that, like, expand yeah. in and out. was like, well, apparently he's pulling that in from another dimension. Oh, so, so he's well, Cable. Uh, yeah, kind of. I guess so. Maybe Cable was based on... Uh, you yeah, know, who D- knows?
0: <laughs> like, who came first?
1: Yeah, these DC and Marvel are always copying each other, so I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so let's talk about Peacemaker, because this is where it gets into the connection with the comedian. So, Peacemaker was originally a character from Charlton Comics which was a competitor of DC in the fifties that okay. went out of business. They were acquired by DC. Like the catalog was acquired in the late eighties, Was it late eighties. That doesn't line up with my timeline of Watchmen because the story goes that Alan Moore was going to reboot Charlton comics. Oh, They're like, Alan Moore, Hey, here's the, all the Charlton comics. We, we want to integrate them into DC, come in and, and write a story. And he wrote the story. and It was basically Watchmen. And they were like, Whoa, like let's not ruin these characters. Like, <laughs> hey we're not going to do this he went like okay i'll just change all the names of the characters and still do it so comedian was was peacemaker and you can see it i mean i i think that reference about oh what a joke peacemaker. it's kind of
0: like a tongue-in-cheek or whatever just a reference to that that's
1: interesting i think so i mean there's like the blue beetle is a charlton character and that became um what's um um, i forget dr manhattan no 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 no. oh the the batman-y kind of guy what's his name
0: oh uh, night all night Night all and night all too
1: Right, yeah, Night Owl. So that's that was Blue Beetle, I think. Is a whole set I mean it's, it's all like a one to one. I don't I forget Oh, Doctor Manhattan was Captain Adam, I think. <laughs> I think Open Adam
0: <laughs> I can just get everything from that episode in this
1: one. I, I remember re- when when I it's interesting. When Watchmen when the movie was big and I was getting you know, I I read that comic after seeing the movie. Yeah, same here. Um you know, just getting it. I remember reading about no, oh, this is all based on Charlton Kost, your comic like very thinly veiled, you know. Ooh, well I learned I
0: learned something today. Yeah, I so did know all that background.
1: Yeah, so Peacemaker is I do have some information on non watchmen Peacemaker. Uh because I think the original '50s comic book, the, you know, whether it was, I don't know if he had his own comic, but I think it was there was like no self-awareness. It's just like Peacemaker. I'm I'm fighting for peace and I kill for peace. And like the the writers of the comic book had no sense of the the, the irony contradiction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying <to> see. <laughs> That's Is, amazing. Yeah, I mean it was the '50s. You know, it was, it was, it was the Red Scare probably yeah. was driving a lot of that. Uh, okay, King Shark. Nah, I mean he's a shark. I, there's nothing. He's a shark. It's basically the same. Okay, Ratcatcher. he was a Batman villain mostly. I remember him from the animated series actually, now that's come to think of it. I remember there was an episode Mm -hmm. where Ratcatcher was the villain. I don't remember that. He was a criminal who used rats to rob bags. So, Makes not, sense. Not
0: much to talk about there. Okay. I remember the Clock King, but I
1: do not remember Ratcatcher. <laughs> I also remember the Clock King. I, I, he can't be a comics character, right? They must have made him up.
0: I, I, there were some, that Harley Quinn, obviously. I think a
1: lot of them, though, were legit. Maybe. I know the 60s show made up, um, who was the Egghead, Egyptian? I think.
0: Oh, yes, uh, King Tut. Yeah, King Tut and King Egghead. King Tut and Egghead. Egghead, I think, were made up. <laughs> they were both. I mean, like, Vincent
1: Price. <laughs> I was going to say, if Vincent the Price... The horrors of an unfresh bull. <laughs> look if vincent price wants to be in batman you make up a character for vincent price i was gonna say i
0: think it was justified
1: yeah i mean you're gonna pass. excellent how can you not enjoy <laughs> vincent price He's the best yeah I, I i wasn't even gonna go to him i was gonna go to king tut but yeah what's his character's name egg
0: what is it uh it's egghead and king tut egghead is that his name yes egghead wow. was that's all it was
1: <laughs> my head's shaped like an egg i'm gonna call myself egghead I really like eggs, and I make egg puns. Absolutely. That's the extent of my character. That's it? <laughs>
0: That's a character
1: right there. Apparently. I mean, look. <laughs> By the end of that show, I'm sure they were struggling. It's the yes. same every week. What do we do? Egghead. Okay, so the Thinker, I know there's some interesting stuff in here. There's There have been five supervillains named Thinker over the course of DC Comics. Uh, I'm not going to go into all
0: of these. Um, but I know some of these were. He like goes way back to the '40s. Were any of them okay of having a dozen rodents crawling around? <laughs> I don't think so. That was probably <laughs> that was just this version, an invention for this movie. Okay. My answer to that question may be different than you expect. I'm pretty sure that's actually what he says too. I mean, that's the gist of it. But I think my answer to that question. There's there's too much here. I copy too much over, and it's all
1: it's it's, it's all it's, running together. It's all running together. Okay, let's get into Polka Dot Man because that's really the the the, the thrust uh, of it. Yeah, that that's you know <laughs> the one I really wanted. I was most curious about is Polka Dot Man. I I mean I assumed he was real because who would make up Polka Dot Man <laughs> for this movie? Uh, okay, Polka Dot Man first appeared in Detective Comics three hundred in nineteen sixty two. Shortly after Batman began appearing in Gotham City. His growing renown inspired an entire generation of costume rogues who committed largely harmless crimes to attract his attention in the hopes of matching wits with the legendary vigilante. Or, speaking of Watchmen, it reminded me of that story they tell: <laughs> Who's that guy who would fall roar, fall around? And punish me! <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, Richard threw him off a building. <laughs> Right. That's what this reminds me of. Um, among these was a local crook named Abner Krill who Rorschach
0: just, threw him off a building
1: or down an elevator shaft. I think his
0: name was the down an you know? elevator shaft, but yeah.
1: Um, okay, among it these was th- very matter at Rorschach, <laughs> I and mean, they start laughing about it. Like, they feel so bad, but um, Abner Krill, who decided for reasons unknown to launch a crime wave based on spots and dots in Gotham City, <laughs> where he inevitably came into conflict with Batman and Robin. How many spots and dots are there in Gotham City? Let's learn about them. As Mr. Polka Dot, which is his original name, he wore a costume covered in spots, which, being different sizes and colors, were not actually Polka Dots. (laughs) wikipedia getting very pedantic with the definition of polka dots. um once rem- once removed from the costume the spots would be used in a variety of- for a variety of purposes such as creating deadly weapons and a bizarre escape vehicle he, su- <laughs> he succeeded in capturing robin but Batman defeated him years later krill now calling himself polka dot man was driven to crime once more when he found himself unemployed penniless and desperate to pay his bills no longer available. No longer able to afford his electronically gimmicked costume, <laughs> he <laughs>
0: blew it all on the
1: costume. He did. He instead resorted to using a baseball bat in a, poor, <laughs> in a poorly thought-out attempt to rob a jewelry store. I love the, <laughs> the <laughs> That's what's his comeback plan? <laughs> the editorializing of Wikipedia being I mean, like a poorly thought-out plan. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's just falling on hard times. He's still calling himself Polka-Dot Man, but, you know, it's all... You remember when I had Polka-Dots, right? <laughs> Batman probably I'm not wasting my time yeah. with this. You're just baseball Batman. I'm Batman. You put down the yes,
0: bat. You're... You can't... You're stealing my gimmick. You're appropriating my image. Yeah. Uh,
1: which... Are, uh, okay, which resulted in him assaulting Officer Foley of the Gotham City Police Department, causing minor injuries. He was then beaten badly by Detective Harvey Bullock, <laughs> who was sick of the costume vi- villains in the city. <laughs> the, the assault put Polka Dot Man in traction, and he filed a brutality suit against the police department, <laughs> which resulted in Bullock being forced to see a psychiatrist. Following his recovery, Krill became a committed alcoholic. I've never heard that phrase. A committed alcoholic who spent more time drinking himself into a stupor in sleazy bars than troubling Batman. The fact that Robin had tracked him down with a leopard became something of a running joke among other villains. Okay. That's unexplained. As Nightwing, Dick Grayson encountered the Polka Dot Man a second time when he trashed My Alibi, a bar known for underworld regulars who vouched for each other's whereabouts when they were committing (laughs) crimes. Called my alibi. That's awesome. <laughs> Nightwing threw Krill through a window display and into the street, where he was picked up by the police just for <laughs> being an alibi for somebody.
0: This guy's had a tough life. Like the, the movie, is probably accurate. Like he, he's of course they, he's a sad sack. Yeah, they, they just they put the interdimensional virus and mom in place of all of this, yeah, these sad things.
1: Um, later, Mister Polkadot, <laughs> as he was now called, having resumed his original alias. Uh, reappeared with a new look, joining a group of villains working for General Immortus. Immortus, with the help of Professor Milo, upgraded the villains' powers and gadgets. As a gener- as a follower of the General, Mister Polkadot Man, Mister Polkadot, excuse me, has presumably operated, uh, been operated upon by Professor Milo to internalize his technologies. So there you go. So now it's, it's closer to what we see. The group was undone when they were betrayed by the Human Flame. Look do just matter-of-factly <laughs> throwing a name like the human plane. You should know this. <laughs> Most were killed in the brutal battle, including Mr. Polkadot. Oh.
0: Oh, he, shame. he was killed. The, apparently he was destined to be squashed by Star Wars.
1: <laughs> oh, squashed is right. This, this sentence is as matter-of-fact as possible. His head was crushed after a manhole cover landed on it. <laughs> End of entry. And then there's powers and abilities. We kind of, I mean, they, they, they basically... Oh, so here's some of the gimmicks in the original costume... Um, okay, flying flying buzzsaw dot, a red polka dot designed as a projectile. The dot had a rotating interior mechanism upon which a circular saw blade was mounted. Then he had a flying saucer dot, a yellow polka dot which expanded rapidly into a, man, a flat man-sized glider. It was steered by a series of buttons or switches on the polka dot man's belt. Sun dot, a gold polka dot designed as a projectile, it was gimmicked to... <laughs> resemble a model of the sun, and emitted a blinding, disorienting light similar to a flare. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna read this. A lot of these are self-explanatory. A bubble dot. I'm not gonna read all the fist dots. Red, yellow, and orange polka dots designed as projectiles are thrown at once and gimmicked to resemble human fists. Uh, a hole dot. Oh, so he could. It's like a cartoon. He could jump into a hole. <laughs> It opened up what appeared to be a teleportation transport system and presumably developed with assistance from General Amortis. Who Framed
0: Roger Rabbit stole that
1: idea? Yeah, Polka Dot Man. Oh, and then Bangles. This is actually in the movie. Bangles. When the Bangles are open, this liberates a huge amount of acid Polka Dots whose direction Abner can manipulate. So there's the one power that survived. All right. Anyway, that was a lot and will probably be cut down, but... uh, (laughs) There's a lot of fascinating details about all of them, but in some very
0: Z-level characters, as you said, for sure.
1: I just had to
0: do it to verify that they were all actually real. Well, I I appreciate learning something I did not know uh, from Watchmen. So, if nothing else, it was a learning experience for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of... I mean I don't know I'm sure people remembered the Charlton comics. It's like, oh, we don't want to ruin the Charlton comics by having Alan Moore do crazy things with them, but it's like, eh, what difference does it make? Yeah. Just it seems in <laughs> hindsight. If they were bankrupt.
0: Probably there wasn't a lot of brand equity in those and comics. And I think
1: they've been gone forever. Like they were like out of print for 20 years and then TC is just like, "Oh, we, oh I guess we own this now."
0: <laughs> like dusted off the archives.
1: Uh well, I mean, but one of them is now a major character in, uh, you know, the HBO show and everything. So That's right. You you never know what comic book characters are going to become to hit. All right, let's move on to why we're here. Body count.
0: This movie we only killed forty-eight people compared to the last one where we killed one hundred and nineteen. All right, the uh, body count. This is why we're here.
1: Yep, and I need to find the the math. Yeah, that's just so. Do
0: you do you did you do a total count on this movie or did? I, I did up until Star uh, Star was impossible. And it was just like,
1: right, there's no way.
0: There, no, it's impossible. So I, what did you come up with? I came up with 141+, plus because there were a couple I wasn't 100% sure of. Well, for some reason,
1: this doesn't want... Oh, <sighs> it's... An,
0: <ugh>. Bear with <laughs> me a second. Something happened.
1: Because uh, on the wrong screen, and this screen is hidden. I never moved it over to the right screen, and... This thing is even worse, even more unwieldy than. Even. <laughs> there we go. That's what I want. Okay. So what number did I put down? What number did you have? I had
0: 141 plus. I have 139.
1: So that's oh. pretty close, considering the the yeah. volume we're dealing with. That's, yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with. Um, I mean, I can, I can, I mean, we don't really care about that number as much as we used to anyway, but I had four for Stallone, so I assume we're, yeah. counting, we're counting these as real kills even though he's a shark.
0: <laughs> yes, we are counting them, especially when you rip something, this person in half. Yes. Oh, that counts for 10. I mean, I, easily, yes. In terms of impact on the movie. And that dude, his head, he's just gnawing on for, <laughs>
2: you know, he's snacking
0: on yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, I had four as well. So what does that what does that bring our total to?
1: So this is exactly fifty movies we've covered of Sylvester Stallone's. We've hit the half century mark for Sylvester Stallone <laughs> movies. If you're wondering why it takes us so long, fifty movies is a lot of. It's work. a lot of work. <laughs> um, uh, total body count now of five hundred and four, which gives them an average of forty or excuse me, ten point oh eight, which is less than Arnold Schwarzenegger's fourteen point three nine. Arnold had a total body count of 547, and Stallone is currently 43 behind.
0: Well, it's still another Rambo. So Yes. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that
1: that's not going to fully get him there. I don't, you know. I, I sent you the list of what's left recently, and I don't know if there's anything else that's going to really help them. Uh, well, there's that new movie
0: that I don't know anything about. Oh, right, Samaritan. Yes, yeah, Samaritan.
1: He's... Yeah, he's that's some kind of superhero thing too. Okay, unclear uh, what kind of superhero is. Is he a Batman never kills guys or is he going to be racking up the body count? Yeah, hard to say.
0: All right, well, so we've got the we got the stats, and it's time time to give it an award. You ready for the Wrecking Crew Award?
1: I am. Boy, this. Every time we go to a new segment, it is, like, a huge hassle right now. I've got to get this fixed. Here we go.
2: Outstanding achievement, here. Feel Explosion! They caused an
0: explosion. All right, the Wrecking Crew Award. This is the segment of the show where we give our personal award to the character, sometimes an inanimate object, who knows whatever wrecked the most shop in the movie
1: it's definitely not an inanimate object for me
0: uh, it's not uh, so this one this actually was very tough um, really yeah it was I was tough for me so it, I think you've there are in terms of numbers yes there are ones that certainly do more than others but even like King Shark he had quite the impact on the limited four that he had so oh, definitely I, I, I agree with that uh, in the end, I, I did make a decision and I, I, I stand by it, but I actually I went back and forth because the Bloodsport and Peacemaker kind of back and forth were fun. Harley, you know, I, I actually said of the members of the Suicide Squad, Harley probably is the one based on just the total body count. Yeah, I would agree. It, it,
1: it, I didn't actually distinguish, but it must have been that one sequence alone is like forty.
0: Oh yeah, no, I had I I actually did distinguish because I wasn't sure if we we wanted. Uh, oh, I'd be curious to t- hear to have those numbers, but I I had her for that sequence was either forty six or forty seven because there one I well, there was one that like sw- that sweep the leg Johnny. I wasn't hundred percent sure if that was a, a killer if it was a death blow. Yeah. Uh, but for for me, so I'll I'll just you know, for, it's it's Staro the Destroyer. I mean, mm-hmm. in the end, when Destroyer is in your name, I determine even, right, he, even it, if it's it, meant to be derisive, it's it's, it's what? Starro. Yeah. He
1: wrecks a lot of shop. Yeah, I I agree. That's who I have. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's you know that sequence is, is if we're talking about uh, destroys buildings. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's it's, it, it's, it's, it's a kaiju. It's made pretty clear that all those people with,
0: who get the stars in their faces, Oh, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, it they're just, gone. They are gone yeah they are gone can not be saved. So basically like the entire Corto Maltese army has been eradicated by Starro. The entire army and like a huge
1: percentage of the population. Like it's, yes. yeah, that, that's, it, it's funny watching the end of this movie where it's like, oh, we will finally have free and fair elections. It's just like, I understand that that's important, but <laughs> what percentage of the population What's of this island Yeah. What percentage of this op- population has survived? That was it's, a, it's, a good
0: question for uh, the devil's advocate well, for sure. I didn't really uh, it wasn't
1: a question, you know, that I knew they didn't have an answer, but it was yeah. more just like, hey, yeah, hey, you know, there's a lot more going on than the type of government <laughs> that you're using. Without a doubt. And so I'm not saying it's that important. It is.
0: So it doesn't happen often, but we, we awarded it to the same character, so alright. That's true, it, it rarely happens. So now I mean, we'll I'm, see.
1: I'm usually trying to play some trick, so this time it
0: was impossible. I mean it, I think it was kind of an obvious choice. So now we'll see if we agree. On the next segment of the show, The Rocky Rating. Let's do it.
1: Hey, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're punching car
0: accident victims. Not, oh, you don't understand. He was bad-mouthing my film. All right, The Rocky Rating. The segment in the show where we rate the movie based on Rocky opponents from Apollo Creed to Spider Rico. Uh, I'll let you lead off this one since I let off the last.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I like this movie. I've... i there was a period where I think I was kind of souring on the movie. Cause I think the first viewing is very much about like the surprise of just like, Oh, these things are happening that I'm not expecting. And then the second viewing that wears off. And it, uh, I think for me, it was more like, you know, just the, the, a lot of the, the gripes that I was talking about earlier, uh, came to the fore. But I think, you know, this most recent viewing is just like, you know, for the most part, all the positives outweigh the negatives. And it's still, you know, it's, it's such a well-written, you know the dialogue is so well written, and it's it is a really entertaining movie. So yeah, I got to give it an Apollo Creed. It's it's low on that scale, but it's I'm, funny.
0: So my note, I will read it verbatim, and then getting to and I said an Apollo Creed, although close to a Clubber Lang. Yeah, that's so where it belongs for for me. I said Harley is a bit tiring, but not enough to bring the movie down from Apollo status. So I, I think for me, um, there there are some things that are a little uneven. I think the reason why I would tip it from Clubber Lang is that as tired as i am of marvel as tired as i am of comic content this kind of reinvigorated you know in a way maybe it's because it's james gunn and i do like the guardians and the you know vibe and presentation is similar i don't know um i think it's very different i think guardians is a lot i mean
1: it's as much as he could push it but still like the marvel like formula it's still it's still there yeah it's still there
0: so I, for, for me, the fact that, you know, something that I really didn't want this content to exist. Right. <laughs> that I that I enjoyed it a lot to the point where actually a minor character I wanted to see more from and I was uh excited by what more came from it. You know, the, the I actually think probably I, I like the show Peacemaker even more than Suicide Squad. Um but that's not that's not to be a, a knock on this. So I it it's close to the line where if you had said Clubber Lang, I wouldn't Disagree with you. It's interesting. We agree completely that it's like straddling and just barely, yeah, over the line to the to the Apollo Creed.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how we have very different misgivings, but we all we both have Get to some the same kind conclusion. of issue. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, it seems like we 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 agree that it's largely succeeding, even if we disagree on the things that are not succeeding. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a good movie. I I definitely I loved it the first time I watched it. I think repeat viewings. Don't do it. Favors. Diminishing, yeah. yeah, because like I said, I think so much. Of, even just the the ambush at the beginning, I know you kind of sniffed it out, but for me, it was just like, whoa, where's? I, I did not know where this movie was going, right? So I think once you know where it's going and the twists and turns, once yeah. you once you know what to expect, you know, I, I do think it's not as entertaining. But I mean, look, I, I, you know, something to be said about an amazing first experience. Like, yeah, yeah it's it'd be nice if a movie holds up, but. If it had a huge impact the first time, like even if it diminishes the second time, it's still, you know, it's still worth, uh,
0: yeah. you know, praising. Well, uh, I do know where we're going next. You don't. That's true. So um, the pickings <laughs> are getting slim. <laughs> yes. You said there was like eight or nine, but I'm pretty sure you texted me like five. But that's okay because I, I found. I mean, I just I don't remember the list I, I sent you. No, no, that that that's fine. You'd I be surprised her to hear I don't remember something. Very shocking. So. I do know where we're going. Uh, We're going to go a little bit back in time, uh, certainly from 2021. We're going to go 20 years back in time. And when you go back in time, you need to at least be able to hit 88 miles an hour. So what I determine is we need to see driven, because I'm going to assume those cars are going to do more than 88 miles an hour. For us to get back in time into 2001, so that's wow. what we're gonna do. Driven is next. I that had as many twists and turns as uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> we just did that. <laughs> you like that? The way you connected that. So do you do you feel like maybe like uh we're we're like a real podcast again? Because I was able to make twists and turns. <laughs> I mean, I was very impressed, but
1: uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if it affects it or if it's, makes it makes us a real podcast or okay. just you just uh, you thought that out very well. It
0: also doesn't. I actually thought most of it here on the fly. Uh, it also does not mean that it was a good pick. There is. Really not, but you probably picked the last good movie in the in this one that we just covered. So. Probably, well, I mean,
1: uh, well, well, I don't want to tip my hand about how I feel about uh, certain Rambo and Rocky and Creed, oh, that's right, Creed you've, movies. You've that are seen like,
0: those, so those may actually be good. Now.
1: I've seen those, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to say I, I'm a huge, huge fan of either Okay, well,
0: Ram, Rambo 5 or Creed 2. I, I, something tells me you're more of a fan of those than you're going to be of Driven, because I have a feeling this movie is going to be awful.
1: I get this movie mixed up with, what was the Ron Howard F1 movie? I think Chris Hemsworth. It was
0: years later. Oh, yes. With Hemsworth. Because um, somehow those two movies live in the same space in my brain, even though they're probably 10 years apart. They are like 10 years, at least 10. They might be 15, 2001. They could be almost 15 years apart. It's going to drive me insane. It, I think it's a one-word title as well. Yeah. Oh. I want to say Speed. But that's not... That's the different movie. <laughs> you <laughs> want a bus to...
1: that couldn't slow down. Uh, it, anyway, I don't know... It started
0: it, that for one from the
1: girl from the bus. Uh, I, I've introduced that to Courtney. I only refer to uh, Sandra Bullock as the girl from the bus. So now she knows... <laughs> When I say the girl from the bus. She acknowledged the girl from the bus. Now she knows who I'm talking about when I say the girl from the bus. Um, Yeah, I don't know anything about Driven. Like, not a thing. Uh, It's like, oh, it's not the Ron Howard one. It's the other one. So that means I know nothing.
0: I'm now looking it up because it's going to drive me crazy. It is Rush. Rush. It's very similar. 2013. So it was not, yeah, it was between a decade and 15 years later. And Driven's, what, like, 96 no, 2001, I think. Oh, is it that late? I think so. Oh, I thought it was in the 90s. Hopefully, because that, that was like the only thing I think I did for my intro. I hope I got the year <laughs> right, because then my 20 years, really. Oh, I thought well, you I were just generally,
1: generally 20 years ago.
0: See, my memory oh, 2001.
1: What, yes. Wow. See, I thought that was part of his, like... You know, well, you've
0: got the categories. Well, yeah, but do
1: we, we put it in, uh, I I remember remember <laughs> in... I don't remember what it's in. <laughs> I don't remember what it's in either. The category
0: system has broken down. It's broken down a long time. It worked really well for Arnold. It did, yes. It yes. broke well, down a little bit because there's just so many slow So many.
1: and so they ended up being a lot of categories, and we can't remember. Yeah, I thought that was in like the the like pre uh, Copland period. Uh, well, it's not
0: that far because Copland's '97, I think. Yeah, '97.
1: Oh, it's not far, but I, I think of Copland as a very clear delineation point of like I don't that, mean... that no, no one accepted him in that role. Like everyone kind of thought it was kind of a, a stunt. So he put on all his weight and. You know, he was trying to pivot and it didn't work, and so I, I, I thought driven. He was still like in this kind of daylight action movie kind of phase. I didn't realize it was so late.
0: So uh, this, that shows how little I know. And while I also don't know, even though he's the biggest name in it, I actually am not a hundred percent sure he's the focal point. I the the little bit that I got, it it seems like he may be the Robert Duvall of yeah, maybe. I remember, Days of Thunder. I do remember... Because the, there's, like, two other drivers, I think. That's the thing. It was very much... I'm like, oh, Days of Thunder. We got we got uh, Rowdy Burns, we got Cole Trickle, and then... Who was Carrie Always? Uh I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh, that's gonna bother me. I'd probably recognize... Ru- Russ Wheeler, man. I knew it yeah, would come to me.
1: I was gonna say, I'd, I'd recognize the name if I heard it. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's the Robert Duvall character, that's fine. I mean, I... I
0: Oh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, sure I'm just more the of the part of the reason why you might not know is that I'm not even sure how much screen time he necessarily oh, I was,
1: has. I was going to say, I, I seem to remember the advertising campaign Stallone was featured prominently. Maybe that's why I was thinking it was earlier is because 2001 feels like you wouldn't use Stallone, such a Stallone in your advertising campaign anymore. But. I think
0: the other people in the movie, though, is like nobody you would know. So yeah. I think they had to use Stallone. Yeah, probably. It feels like this was this would be today a direct-to-video or Netflix-produced but it was, you know, it was 2001, a director video existed, but you wouldn't do a Formula One movie, because just yeah, no. filming any of that had to
1: be expensive. Yeah, th- those kinds of mid-budget movies still made it, and even, Into or even like low to mid-budget. Yeah, yeah those that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, okay, well, I'm looking forward to learning what this movie is, because uh, I right. have no idea. Uh, I assume there's cars.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I just, I, when we get to the final episode, we need to do the tally of who had the higher percentage of the bad picks because I have a feeling I have dominated on the really, really bad movies. It's it's a minefield. His filmography is a minefield. There's no avoiding it. I have not avoided it either. I Not to entirely, of but I think I have a disproportionate... And I know this one is going to be terrible. I just... I know it's going to be a slog.
1: I am not going to come in with any preconceptions. Okay. You're probably right, but I am not going to prejudge. We'll see how it is. I mean, I, I always go in with high hopes. I never want to dislike a movie and, you know... We'll see uh, how this goes, right. but you're probably right.
0: <laughs> well, we will see.
1: So I don't. I don't have. I'm not going to go in assuming it'll be good. That's for sure. That
0: that's a safe I'm, I'm assumption.
1: I'm just keeping my options open. My, my hopes high that's all. Or uh, not my hopes. You know what I mean. Yeah, I guess I'm expecting. I'm expecting <laughs> low quality. I'm hoping for high quality.
0: Well, if anything, based on and I just remembered that when I covered the box office, I did not cover the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, both audience and critics loved the Suicide Squad. Very, very high scores. Ninety six and like eighty is something. Eight fives, I remember. Yeah. The little bit I saw when I was trying to find. Oh man, what movies do we have? Can I? Where can I find them? Driven. Oh, it's not looking good. So. That's going to be the next episode. We hope that you liked this episode and might tune into the next one, even if it's a bad movie. Uh, and if you have enjoyed the show, please like us on your podcast app of choice. If we still exist on any of those,
1: uh, we're still the feeds still exist. They don't go anywhere until until we delete them, um, which isn't going to happen. I mean, look, I I think we, you and I, but I mean, we know this. The listeners don't know this. We have a schedule in place. We're hoping to stick to it. Now that uh, I think things are you know infrastructure is back up and running Although, obviously i've got some kinks to work out uh you know i think we're in a place where we can start recording pretty regularly again so uh this is not a promise that it'll be out every two weeks uh well, we're we're shooting for that yeah i think the the, the less s- than nine months between episodes <laughs> for sure yes yeah absolutely Um, The finish line's in sight. So this is the line. You know, we got to find the second win or the fourth, fifth win, however many wins. It's been such a – this has been a marathon. Did you, you, like, intentionally use a finish line because I picked Driven? (laughs) I was thinking about, like, a a marathon running race, but you're right. We got to keep enough – You're right. We were not been moving in a Formula One (laughs) speed. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, for driving a Formula One, we got to start pushing the engine into the red now. You know, the the finish line's coming up. We got to push the car to its limits. It's time. I don't, none of these metaphors are working. <laughs> Hopefully the show will work. Yes. We'll be back with Driven. Not Rush. Cheddar is the clue, he was 12 years old. Fell from the roof on East
2: 29. Kathy was 11 when she pulled the plug. 26 red.